Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm fucking sick, I'm fucking hurt, and I don't want to do it anymore. August 13th, 2005, I left professional wrestling. August 20th, 2021, I'm back. Nobody wants you here, they never wanted you here. That whole locker room's afraid to say it, not me. I will be defending all elite wrestling from you. I'm hurt, I'm old, I'm fucking tired, and I work with fucking children. There was an altercation with Punk and the Young Buck. I am sorry that the only people softer than you are the wrestlers you like. We've talked about for weeks that this was boiling over. Tell me when I'm telling lies! There was a backstage altercation with CM Punk and Jack Perry. Today I terminated Phil Brooks, CM Punk for cause. I very much understand that my mere presence makes people uncomfortable. That's because I am the truth, and the truth is painful. Look in our eyes, what do you see? Punk Vember. On your podcast, seamless that oh. feed would have worked excellently. Eh. Yeah, what do you see? See and feed don't rhyme technically. Be- better than what be- that was. <laughs> see and feed rhyme fine. <laughs> Welcome in. This is episode one of what we are calling Punk Vember. We realised here at Cultaholic that we just haven't talked about CM Punk enough, so we are devoting uh, every weekend in the run-up to Survivor Series in Chicago for Illinois, Illinois. in Illinois uh, to talking about the rise, the fall, the rise again, the fall again of CM Punk in AEW. This is the brainchild of Aidan Gibbons, Cultaholic.com's tribal editor-in-chief, who is on my left. Hello. This is my third dissertation I've ever written. (laughs) It's a miracle chart. It's so long. It's about 15,000 words. You actually, you've put a lot of work in. I know too much work, if anything. I've done football on the website in about a month. <laughs> uh, joining us to round out this triple threat is the, the miracle child himself, the arrogance of youth, Fraser Porter. He's the miracle yeah, child. We've got two miracle children. You're both, miracle both miracle children. How was your birth? My birth, um, I was a C-section baby. Oh, so was I. Were you yeah. a C-section baby, Tom? I was a because I was very fat. Oh. Uh, <laughs> No, I I actually... Hey, look, if we're going to obviously talk about our births to start with, which is what we all expected, uh, I was born on the trolley on the way to the maternity. (laughs) You know me. Straight out. Good way to get started. I was like, all right, let's go. Come on. Just straight. Yeah. 
I was up. I was up early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go. I got stuff to do. I got. You had an interview at three. <laughs> I had, <laughs> a newborn baby. I interviewed another newborn baby yeah. on the ward next to me. By I've three. got so-and-so on Desert Island Graps this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mum. I've got to pop out. I'm off. Yeah. I'm off out for for three days. Ringing Hampton as, as an infant. You had fake Undertaker on twenty years before he was fake Undertaker. Yeah. I loved that. That'd have been a dream. Then he was just Paul from Barnsley. <laughs> but it, it's, it's baby version of you is it's a baby with your head. <laughs> yeah, full beard as well. Just tiny, big head. You're basically, fact, he's, it, he's basically Colin Robinson from what we, we can, do in the shadows. We can kind of see what that would look like because Tom, I hear you've brought an item with you that's rather big that makes you look very little. Do you have that item with you today? Oh, do you mean anything I hold in my hands? <laughs> yes. Do you have your big bottle I with do. you? Uh, so obviously CM Punk was the, the biggest wrestling return of last year. So it felt only appropriate that people who listen to the cultaholic.com monthly review that we have a return of our own on here mm-hmm. which is the return of tom's big bottle oh, oh my god like an earthquake the table shakes this is a two liter bottle of water that i bought during a health kick and 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 i just got ribbed for it i got reamed for it at work to the point where i, I very quietly retired it but then in the up to bringing this podcast out and as aiden gibbons says it is a dissertation. Um, I thought we need to stay hydrated. Yeah. Thing is, though, if you hand that to anyone else, it becomes a regular size bottle. <laughs> yeah. It's like that bit in Little Britain. I'm gonna write I'm a scene. His I'm gonna write a scene tune. <laughs> sing the scene tune. <laughs> oh, I know I'm gonna defeat you. <laughs> Every time my dad sees me holding a half pint, he goes, "Hey, that pint looks big." Well, our first swig to get us started. Oh, oh, thanks. Oh, sir. yes. Look at him go. <laughs> the fucking sound effects are appalling. He does. So we we couldn't do this all in one go. It is uh, a behemoth of, of a story to cover, which is CM Punk's time in AEW. Yeah. So we've broken it down into. Did we decide three parts? Three parts. Three distinctive parts. Uh, I'm thinking three parts, but depending on how long it takes us, it may be four a stretch, but it should be three. Mm. But it might but it might be three in a really mammoth one at the end. <laughs> so four. No no no. So so <laughs> so, so two in the fair world would be absolutely yeah, yeah. gigantic. And it's then an omnibus. It may be an epilogue, who knows? <laughs> like Everdale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an omnibus. Oh yes, that's yes. So so yeah, so on the podcast feed you are gonna get three parts. At least. At least. You're going to get an omnibus, so you're going to get all of them lobbed together, or as the cool kids call them now, a megasode. Is that what it's not an omnibus? I've heard Conrad calling the stuff he does with Jefferson, so he'll put up a megasode. Mm. Wow. Uh, omnibus. And then, and then, you know, we will do an epilogue at the end of the month. As the kids say, Conrad Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Conrad no. Thompson is down. No one kid. Conrad Thompson. <laughs> He's one of the youth of the nation is Conrad Thompson as is uh, Chancery Montgomery Punk episode one of Punk Vember The Honeymoon Period Vince I need to talk to you and Hunter was in the room and he goes oh I'll leave and I went no you know what you can stay I don't care you need to hear this too and I just looked Vince in the eye and I said I do not love this anymore I'm fucking sick I'm fucking hurt I'm fucking confused I don't know as a business what we're doing anymore. Every day you tell me this is a team effort, but every day it's a fucking individual effort by me to find what's necessary to even fucking come here. I have zero fucking passion for this. I'm fucking concussed. I'm fucking hurt. 
uh, and all you care about is what segment I am and how soon I can fucking get my gear on and when I can pee in this fucking cup and I don't want to do it anymore. Think about when all of us started here at Cultaholic, right? The idea of CM Punk making an in-ring comeback was a bit of a punchline, wasn't it, Fraser? It was. It was uh, It was something that we never thought we'd see. He left WWE, obviously, under pretty shitty conditions and not a great relationship. And uh, our comeback to wrestling was... I don't know, it was one of those things that you, you would always go, oh, it's going to, like, it, it would be a joke. It'd be like, oh, what's on my list this year that's going to happen? CM Punk come back. Not happening. It was a shock, to say the least. Uh, Aiden, talk us through what went on from sort of the moment that CM Punk said farewell to the WWE when we had the Z-Pack that broke the camel's back, if you will. So CM Punk is fired on his wedding day by WWE in 2014. Of course, earlier he had left. He'd walked out of WWE on the row after Royal Rumble 2014. He spoke later about on a podcast, infamous podcast or famous, depending on what side you're on, um, podcast with Cole Cabana about how effectively he felt like he was going to die if he stayed within WWE because of his injuries and stuff like that. Um, he does that, and then literally about one month after that podcast in November 2019, Dece- 2019, get ahead of myself, <laughs> <laughs> December 2014, CM Punk signs with the UFC. That was a, that was a turn that we weren't expecting. A, yeah. a natural stepping stone, right, for CM Punk? <laughs> Following in the footsteps of Brock Lesnar, but nowhere near as successful as Brock Lesnar. <laughs> so CM Punk's debut fight occurs at UFC 203 in 2016. He fights Mickey Gall. Hot expectations going in. He had cult of personality. He had other shit mm-hmm. going on. And then, as we know it, rear naked choke submission after two minutes and 14 seconds where Punk was pulverized mm, by was, Mickey Gall. Pulverized. Crazy is that he got on a UFC pay-per-view in his debut professional fight. He had no amateur fights at this point. He just did some training. He just, he was like, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm really good at Muay Thai because his WWE character was, <laughs> I've done Muay Thai. <laughs> and then they went, yeah, you're on pay-per-view. He was what? effectively Joe, that guy from that episode of Friends, where he wants to become the ultimate fighting yeah. champion. Um, what's, <laughs> what John Favreau's character? <clears throat> just like I'm going to become the ultimate fighting champion. They get just murdered, basically. Can you remember who murders him? Is it Ken Shamrock? No. Is it Butterbean? It's not Butterbean. I don't know. It's Tank Abbott. Is it? It is WCW Incredible. legend and three count groupie Tank Abbott. <laughs> I didn't know it was Tank who, Abbott. Uh, who, who pops up in an episode of Friends. I'm like, that's Tank Abbott! Get in! <laughs> I can picture you watching it now. That's who you interviewed. That's just... Tank Abbott! <laughs> <laughs> Alex is like, Tom, you do this every time we watch this episode. <laughs> I know. That's Tank Abbott! Every time a wrestler pops up in something that we watch, I always go, Wait! What are you Go to a minute who does a great get smart. Great Carly? Is that <laughs> you? <laughs> um, it's worth pointing out as well. Um, when it Oh, actually, I'll let, I, I think we talk about the UFC stuff because there's one more uh, bit of wrestling things to do before we get there. Apologies the, for interrupting the, the, you. There's one more UFC bit as well. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I forgot he had yeah. two. He had two matches. So he gets absolutely pulverized in 2016. But he fights again two years later, June 2018, against Mike Jackson. No relation to Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I believe that's his catchphrase. Yeah. My Jackson I, I, poor relation. I enjoy how much you laugh at your own little chat. I can imagine you sat at night in all the laps <laughs> next to Carla, giggling your little tits off. <laughs> to be fair, you wrote this about a month ago. <laughs> no, well, no, no, so, so I wrote I wrote that bit yesterday because I thought, oh, that'll be funny. I'll add that in. And it, it'll hear, make me laugh. You could hear the excitement and the build-up with yeah, yeah. Alice Face and Mike Jackson. <laughs> no relation to Michael. <laughs> <laughs> It's the, it's the anticipation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. so Pug initially lost by unanimous decision, but then it was overturned to a no contest in 2021 because Mike Jackson <laughs> tested positive for marijuana. Oh, so Pug's record is zero no wins. To Mary Jane. <laughs> <laughs> so his record is zero wins, one loss, and one no contest. <laughs> um, after the fight, Bader White basically went. Um, these guys are awful and and recommended CM Punk call it a career following the loss. CM Punk didn't officially retire until September 2021, but he basically did retire because he signed a deal with Cage Fury Fighting Championships, which is an affiliate of UFC in November 2018 as a commentator, something that he still does today. Yeah. Now, there was one more WWE match uh, that should be mentioned because it occurred... Uh, it's, it's technically the last match that CM Punk had as a WWE talent. And it's oft forgotten, and it happened in 2015. And that match was against Barney Rubble. What? <laughs> what? Now, before CM Punk got fired on his wedding day, yeah. they had recorded, uh, WWE had had a partnership with, with Warner Brothers, and they did a series of Warner WWE crossover movies. Like, yeah, like the Flintstones the, the one. Flintstones one, the Scooby-Doo Scooby one, ones. the Jetsons one. Uh, the Flintstones one, Stone Age Smackdown, featured CM Punk, or CM Punk Rock, as he was called, as the an the main antagonist alongside Marble Henry. And they were basically uh, belittling Barney Rubble throughout the film. That was one of the plots throughout the movie. And it all ends, it all culminates with CM Punk and Barney Rubble having a match at, uh, at whatever Flintstones WrestleMania they Flintstone had. Mania. Flintstone yeah. Bedrock Mania or whatever. A show promoted by Fred Flintstone. And uh, it ends with Barney Rubble beating CM Punk. Wow, he went out on his back. He went out on his back. He put over the talent, <laughs> Barney Rubble. But the, but the, the, the catch-22 was this was all recorded, all fine. But because obviously animation takes a long time to do properly, yeah. it didn't come out until a year after CM Punk had been fired. Wow. So all the album art and all the, all the, all the DVD covers and all of that stuff had to be redone because CM Punk was front and centre. So they had to redo them all. And if you have a copy of the DVD, you see Daniel Bryrock on the front cover. Daniel Bryan, who'd become a megastar in the interim, but has like the tiniest of parts in the film. Like he's on, he's in the film for about 20 seconds. It's just like but they stick him on the front is. because he was the, the guy at the time. But yeah, so technically, CM Punk's last WWE yes. match was against Barney Rock. <laughs> CM Punk Rock. CM Punk Rock. And he's animated. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and it's Phil Brooks doing the voice of CM Punk. Wow. Fair. Yes. That's, yeah, that's it was on Stone Age Smackdown. That's the one. That was the, the appearance. What a show. And that wow. That so that's his last ever That's his last WWE match against Barney Rubble. And it's and it's a WWE match. It was on a WWE event. <laughs> <laughs> it counts. <laughs> 
the, 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 the joy is, like, they, they have to have to take some punts on the animated shows in terms of who they're going to put on them because the there was a Scooby-Doo one that came out which featured John Cena and Sin Cara. Sin Cara. the main yeah. two because, because when they did it, like, oh, so this Sin Cara is going to be the guy. Mm. He turned out to not be the guy. And by the time the film had come out, he was, like, mid-card on Saturday morning slam. <laughs> to be fair... It, it, Sin Cara was well past at that point. This was second Sin Cara. So this is this is Hunico. <laughs> this is Hunico. This is yeah. This is other Sin Cara. But even so, they had they had the they when they when they wrote it, it was with the good intention that Sin Cara would be the, the next Ray Mysterio. Scooby Doo in WWE, the Curse of the Speed Demon. That features the Undertaker, yeah. quite yeah. a prominent role. It does I've got one of them on my desk upstairs? Have you? I've got WrestleMania, the Scooby Doo WrestleMania. No, you gave me that. It's that's in my DVD collection at home. It, it was on my desk. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You can have it back anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> every Sunday, that's you, yeah, Tom. Yeah. Every Sunday, <laughs> we did a we did a, a, um, a video on WWE, the history of WWE cartoons. Mm. There's quite a illustrious one. And anyway, I've taken us on a tangent, uh, a joyous tangent, nonetheless. But CM Punk's last match in WWE was against Barney Rubble. And I hear hear nothing of the sort otherwise. So back to some misery. Mm. So I haven't written this down, but essentially in terms of wrestling until we hit about 2019, CM Punk is only really mentioned in terms of like the lawsuit filed by WWE's Dr. Chris Amman. So CM Punk in the podcast with Cole Cabana basically says that... um, the care he got from WWE wasn't the best in terms of managing his infections and that he felt like he was going to die um, and all this sort of stuff. Cole Cabana and CM Punk are sued by Chris Amman, the WWE doctor. The lawsuit ends up getting thrown out, but the after effects are CM Punk, according to Cole Cabana, said he would pay Cabana's legal fees because Punk's a lot richer than Cole Cabana. A little bit. So that doesn't end up happening. With his mother, his mother, which doesn't look that big a deal. I mean, I, I don't really have shows one. shows you the type of person <laughs> that he is. <laughs> Looks after his mom. Yeah, um, how dare you look after your mother? <laughs> so, um, I mean, this lawsuit ends up costing CM Punk his friendship with Cole Cabana because Cole Cabana goes out for food, I believe, with Pac, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, people he's known from a long time on the indies while the lawsuit's going on. But CM Punk goes, no, you can't eat with WWE talent and their friendship dissolves. The loss, they end up actually suing each other over these legal fees and they also ends up getting thrown out, I think, literally like the, the end of 2018 or early 2019, it all comes to an end. But that was Punk's whole involvement for about four years in wrestling between 2014 and 2018. I didn't know that part about him saying you can't hang out with those people. Yeah, that's, the, the that's, that's why he fell out. fell out with them. That's yeah. a bit weird, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it was, it was you can't speak to them. People was like, but we've been friends with them for years. They're on the enemy side. Yeah. That, and that's, is that not also part of the reason why Kevin Owens is also not really, like, like friends with Punk anymore and stuff like maybe, that? Maybe, yeah. There's like, we know that there's a lot of hostilities between that group of people. It's just, like, it's just baffling. Oh, yeah, you can't be friends with your friends because I said so, because I'm suing them. But they're not. he's not suing them. No, he's suing the company. He's not yeah. suing them. That's just weird, very weird behavior. The idea that you can't be friends with them because they're on the other team. There was a story that came out on the day of recording today. It was uh, Ray Mysterio did an interview for ESPN. And he said, oh, yeah, I've been speaking to Vikingo and I've put him in touch with some some people that can help him. Not, his... not be nuts. Yeah, yeah. He gave him some good advice, but then also put him in touch with uh, some physiotherapists that can help for him with his, his injuries. And stuff. It's like, that's, that's great. <laughs> so the idea you can't be friends with, I think, is silly. Silly be friends with who you like. Be friends with who you want within to be reason. friends with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, within reason. Within reason, let's be honest. 
Make your own jokes there. Yeah. So CM Punk is, uh, he's, so that's really all he does in the wrestling world is get into it with Colt Cabana. Uh, from this as well, I, I seem to recall like the Dr. Chris Aman thing. Him suing Punk and uh, Cabana was probably the worst thing he could have done because one, it gets thrown out of court. And two, uh, a lot of things come out about him allegedly being a bit of a shyster. Yeah. And and the, the running gag backstage was that like he'd supply Z-Pack, which is uh, antibiotics, for for most ailments, you just get antibiotics, and of course, any any good doctor knows that if you give someone too many antibiotics, they, they start stop working because yep. the body learns to fight them. Uh, and also, it also came out that he was having sexual relations with some of the female staff as well. Okay. So that some of that came out as well. And, and again, not that there's anything wrong with that, but there's obviously um, there's there's some issues in terms of. Yeah. Work relations. Work relations there. It's not illegal, obviously, but all of that comes out during this and it does more harm than good to Dr. Chris Oman's reputation. Mm. Which it, had he just left the podcast and not challenged it, he probably wouldn't all that wouldn't have come out. He's now gone from the company as well, isn't he? And he only left a couple of years ago. Yeah. I can see why he would challenge though. Because that is at that point that's his reputation. So like mm. you would defend you wouldn't be like, Yeah, I fucked up. Because uh, he, he's, he's Punk's the enemy at that point. Everyone in WWE or yeah. management and staff. And if Punk is directly calling him out, going, "Yeah, this guy is the reason that my career is now what it is," you know, the reason that I almost died in the ring. Of course, you're going to challenge. Of course, you're going to sue because that's defamation. Yeah, that's that's a good. Even show. if even if Punk was right, hmm. it's still defamation, libel, and slander. Whichever one's the slander. Slander's the vo- verbal. Libel, defamation. Can't remember which one's written. <laughs> Some big words there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Punk is gone, but he's a free guy. And in amongst all of this going on, uh, uh, Tony Khan, who is the son of Sadiq Khan. Son of a plumber. Son of a plumber. Son of a plumber. Humble, <laughs> humble son of a millionaire, Tony Khan, uh, who's uh, you know got some business investments, Jacksonville Jaguars, Fulham FC. Mm. Fancies a go at the wrestling. Yeah, so... Punk finished he's fi- finished getting his face smashed in in UFC. But all while this is going on, th- we've had all in. All Elite Wrestling is on the way from Tony Khan, sort of ticking along. He's trying to get the roster built. He's already got basically Kenny, Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, the Elite, Cody Rhodes, all them good guys. He's tried for Goldberg, we think, but he hasn't got him. He was close to having Edge, but he's agreed to go back. Well, no, not, not quite no, yet. That, yeah, close to it. Close like... to Edge, but didn't quite come off. He tries CM Punk. He knows he's free. Looks like a perfect place for him. Boxing Day. One day after Christmas of all the days. <laughs> I don't, they, don't, they don't have Boxing Day in the US. They don't have Boxing yeah. Day in, in the but US. Thing, yeah. 26th of December, he's like, I've had my Christmas Let's Go and see CM Punk in Chicago. Um, <laughs> so they have, a, they have a sit down, I believe, at CM Punk's flat. This Do we comes, not get an update on what Tony Khan had for his Christmas Dindins? I'm assuming it was a lovely turkey. A lovely turkey. Yeah. And maybe. Let's see if he celebrates Christmas, we don't know what he. Oh, he does. We've seen the photos. Does he celebrate Christmas. Yes, mm. he has a big tree. <laughs> He's a Christmas man. Does Tony Khan strike you as the sort of person that will open his Christmas presents before the dinner or after? I reckon after he's booked whatever episode of AEW he's done the <laughs> evening. When do you guys open your presents? Um, in the morning. In the morning. First in the morning. Yeah. 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 Not a monster. I feel like Tony Khan would come down the stairs and be like, "How many are there?" And then they're like, there's 36. <laughs> like, <"Can't> <laughs> <laughs> 36! There was 37 last year! <laughs> I've had a lot bigger 
quicker than last year. <laughs> Get you two more presents, Tony. I see you, Tony. Thirty-six. There was thirty-seven on the last year. That was something. That, that was something that. Oh, it was his birthday, wasn't it? I was thinking it doesn't make any sense because they went to the zoo on Christmas Day. No, like what no, zoo is open? He didn't go to the zoo on Christmas Day. Well, no, that was his birthday, his birthday wasn't it? Yeah. Dudley's oh, that's birthday. Why yeah. we Dudley kittens? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that where he got bitten by a snake? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Harry's like, get out his parcel tongue. He's just... Right, so... Boxing day. So, yes. So, so, so from Slytherin to Christmas. Slytherin in to see him. Slytherin, oh, yes. Oh, there we go. There we it. go. So he gets the big box for. So CM Punk and Tony Khan have a nice little chat there for an hour. Tony Khan's like, hey, do you want to come to All Elite Wrestling? I've got some dinner left over. I've got some dinner left over. Do you, do, do you, do you want to come the... to the zoo? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gives him a massive baguette of Christmas leftovers. Loads of stuffing and cranberry sauce. brought a baguette full of leftovers and stuffing. Yeah. I'd have signed on the... I'd have signed there yeah, and yeah, then. Yeah. Get me in there. <laughs> but CM Punk's not a fan of stuffing. And he's... he's, he's... <laughs> you two, I don't know. I'm just worried about his UFC career. I think he's a big fan of getting stuffed, to be honest. <laughs> so CM Punk is pessimistic about all elite wrestling and CM, um, Tony Khan reveals years later that Punk wanted to see how this thing went Punk himself said the week before his AEW debut in 2021 spoiler alert what? <laughs> yeah, no. oh! <laughs> it's about CM Punk so, oh, this, worked out right for him. so this is what CM Punk himself said about the 2018-19 talks he said I talked to Tony at the time my perspective on this and I said this to his face I'm a guy who's constantly heard I'm a, I have a money guy I have TV I heard that once or twice for 15 to 20 years I've gotten bounce checks from those gentlemen you watched it happen, especially after ECW folded. Everybody was restarting ECW. It always seemed like somebody is like, we're going to start up and compete with Vince. And I always thought that came from a bad spot. If you want to start a wrestling company, you should focus on yourself. I more or less took a wait and see approach. I'm not interested in pro wrestling in that respect. Essentially going, I will only join a company if it's not to, if the purpose isn't to compete with another company. And also just to see how it, how, literally how see, it goes. How yeah. it goes, he said, because the, the amount, because, you know, he would have been around, Punk would have been on the indie scene during uh, 2001 in the wake of WCW getting bought and yeah. ECW folding. And it was just this wasteland where you just had these weird Max, Mad Max S companies setting up like fucking XWF and uh, new ECW WWA and, and like yeah we're like the new ECW we're the new second best company and we're gonna take take you on Vincent Man and they were all shit it, it doesn't really settle until you get TNA and Ring of Honor and even with TNA yeah Ring of Honor kind of is there by I think Ring of Honor just gets there like 2000 Oh, what? Three? I'm pretty, 2002? I'm pretty sure by 01, Ring yeah. of Honors. No, so the first show was... set up. Yeah, so the... Because Eddie Guerrero wrestled for them. I think the first show was February 2002. Let's double check that. Doobly check. But I know, I'm sure... Because I know Eddie Guerrero wrestled them while he, he was away yeah, from yeah. their first show the was February 23rd, 2002. Yeah. There you go. So uh, it's, that was when their first... Right in the wake of... of like that, it's it's what a year after everything folded. Yeah, I mean, yeah. almost to the day. Yeah. I mean, set up by Gabe Sapolsky, who's basically like 
Paul Heyman's disciple in ECW, that sort of stuff. That's the only yeah. guy I'd trust with setting up a new ECW, somebody that comes from that, rather yeah. than just like... A, 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 a Australian, ma- Australian rock magnate. Australian rock magnate. And it looks like then for a while in that period, CZW was the... Was the, the main the thing. top place. In the wake of WCW and ECW closing, CZW was... The place that was there was there. Even we even had a tiny little rebirth over here with the Frontier Wrestling Alliance. Yeah, by sort of O two. So the FWA was was when well, they ended up doing shows with ROH, if memory serves, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about. Uh, you know, that's that's in the dark coming out of the dark days of British wrestling, which was all UK Undertaker and UK DX. Yeah, and but, but what a time! Spider Man, which dark period of British no, wrestling well, has been a bit? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, the, the not so dark period. Yeah. The one where I could just about see my hand in front of my face. <laughs> the one that was just a bit shit. Yeah, not, the, not, the shit period, not, not the grim. Yeah, yeah, not the gr- <laughs> the shit period, not the grim period. Yeah. Oh lord, there was a grim period. But yeah, so I kind of hear what Punk's saying there. He says, "Look, I've seen loads of these companies fly by now." and uh, I'm not in a mad rush to get involved. One of the companies that also Punk was courted by, we've kind of brushed over it, and I do want to give a, a tip of the hat to Five Star Wrestling. Do they try to get CM yeah, Punk? Oh, yeah. famously. So Five Star Wrestling uh, put out a press release where they essentially off... So in the same times, Five Star Wrestling, which was this upstart UK wrestling company... They ran the arena, didn't they? Oh, my God. Well, I'll mention that in a sec. But yeah, they ran a UK tour. They ran a UK TV shows. They... Um, they position themselves as like the breakout wrestling company with a TV deal on, on Freeview, and um, they were promoting a 128 man tournament. Because WCBW had done the 64 man World Cup. Yeah, much of the world had doubled it. So they doubled it to become the biggest tournament in wrestling. 128 man tournament. I don't think you can even. I know that's daft. At the same time, they did a press release where they offered CM Punk one million pounds to come out of retirement for five star. <laughs> there was, and they were, and, and everybody who worked five star went. We don't know where we're going to get a million pounds. <laughs> yeah, we don't have this money. They, they don't t- have the money. It was just a publicity it. stunt. It was a publicity stunt, which CM Punk treated with the contempt it deserved. Mm. But it was. It was out there, and they went. They're going to want to give him a million pounds to wrestle again. For thank fuck they didn't. It worked because six years later, we're still talking about it. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it worked because wall that jammed out crowd at Newcastle Arena. To see five star, oh my, that five was, stars got a legacy. Because I didn't go because I just thought not yeah, many did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and most of Newcastle didn't go. <laughs> if only we didn't have that blizzard that stopped them all getting over yeah. in Northern Ireland. There was the, the blizzard. company would still be here. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Because the only thing I know is didn't they do a contract <laughs> signing for like AJ Styles versus John Morrison? Yeah. But for a show the next night in Sheffield, I fucking hate when companies do that. Local, yeah. Like. It was very bad when we went to, I'm not going to say the name of the, the company, but we went to a show last year and we're sitting there and we're going, this is this is good wrestling. And they come out and they're like, oh, we're going to have this major match. And the whole crowd goes, ah, in London next week. And then everyone goes, well, we're in fucking Newcastle. What are you doing? What are you doing, man? That's weird behavior. New- yeah, Five Star did that in the first time they came to Newcastle. It was like when, it, when it was a house show, which made it even worse. It's like, hey, come to the house show in Sheffield to see this match. I'm like, well, no, we don't live in Sheffield. We're, yeah. coming- we're here tonight. 
to give us something tonight, you cowards. But then the next time they ran, it was for the TV show. And they ran the arena again for the TV show. We know because um, uh, the, the famous story is that uh, Adam Pacitti was there in a Rey Mysterio mask. Pissed. That was Adam. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just a rogue child. No, no, no. It was, there, was, there, was, there was six foot five child. Six foot five child. <laughs> I think he's front row somewhere. Yeah. It was a great night. Rey Mysterio must have been terrified <laughs> being approached by Adam Pacitti. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just towered over by Adam Pacitti. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I remember watching it on telly and they opened with a wide shot of Newcastle Arena. Oh, a a I, wide I, shot? I, caught, I, I remember catching my breath going, oh my God, because it was empty. What channel was it on? Like sec- like Tain and Weir TV? S- or no, no, it was on like, I don't want to say Selector Bravo, Sport? it was yeah. on something like Bravo. No, they, was even, no, I don't think it was even as good as Bravo. I think it was like Selector Sport or something. Like Channel 300 and something on Freeview. Yeah. Let's have a look. Because I, I know Preston City Wrestling airs, used to air on Tang and Weir TV. Did it? Yeah. I never knew that. Despite the fact it's in Preston. Yeah, the, the clue's in the name. They used, to just put, they used to just a UK wrestling so, on a Sunday afternoon. They used to chuck whatever old shite on, basically. They just whatever's, whatever's going around. It aired on Free Sports. Free uh, Sport, which is okay. the channel. Um, which uh, Impact used to air on there a couple of years ago. Yes, so it's, it has an established uh, wrestling audience on there. So that's probably why they went on that. Uh, but there was no way that they were going to get CM Punk. Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. Absolutely not. So uh, worth mentioning, Five Star Wrestling also tried to get CM Punk out of wrestling retirement. Out of wrestling retirement. They might try it again. Come on, Dan- <laughs> Daniel Hinkles, if you're listening. Restart five star. Get punk. The rest of the British wrestling circle alive. It goes 1PW five star. 1PW five star. 1PW just hit the dust again. Yeah. Come on, five star. Your time is up. Our time is now. But anyway. To punk. So punk. punk. So end of 2018, punk's like, no, we'll see where this goes. But there's a little twinkle in his wrestling eye. Mm-hmm. And so we reach... At some point in 2019, I've, I've forgotten the date. I think it's oh, May. It's April 2019. April. Yeah. There we go. I've I can't see the down. right. I've got it written down. Can't see it. <laughs> but April 2019, Silas Young, the former Ring of Honor wrestler, often pops up every now and then now in AEW and Ring of Honor. But he runs his own indie promotion. And they were running a show at a building when A Steel Wrestling will we'll get more him A-Steel? in the future episodes. Oh, that sounds really rational. He, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I hear he's a really bloody positive influence. <laughs> yeah. But he is wrestling Derek St. Holmes. That is a wonderful name. Mm. But a masked man runs in through the crowd. I was like, oh, who that is? And then is he, Adam Pacitti is wrestling. <laughs> but he gets taken out with a GTS, and everyone goes, ooh. What's going on here? And then for, for years it was rumors like, was it punk? Was it not? And Silas Young just goes, yeah, of course it was punk. <laughs> and basically what happened is punk was at a nearby jujitsu tournament, clearly still wanting to keep that MMA dream alive, brother. Mm. Um, and basically what happened is, is the building that the straw was in was getting knocked down and punk wrestled there in the past. So in honor of the building, punk thought, yeah, I'm going to come in and I'm going to hit a GTS and a mask and then I'm going to piss off again. So there was there was a little brief twinkle there. Lovely was there little not twinkle. also rumors that he appeared as a monk or something at an indie show? Like yeah. He appeared in a full robe and it was quite clear it was CM Punk based on the tattoos on the hands and folk were like, that is blatantly punk, but there was no other a confirmation, yeah. Reference of it. He just wandered around the ringside during a spooky bit. I can't even remember what, what promotion it was, but like it's weird that he had little bits and little tastes of coming back to wrestling, but never actually doing it. So what we get next as well is that so the whole so punk and AW at this point 
going nowhere. But that doesn't stop the rumours from floating around. Of course, they did have talks, as mentioned, but Cody Rhodes actually gives a full detailed explanations of the negotiations they had, because there was also rumours around that there was a text sent and things like that. And we get to see, we get to Cody Rhodes acknowledging those negotiations in 2020. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna try a Cody Rhodes impression here. I was, go- I was gonna end the build up, <laughs> but I'm not gonna. Uh, he said to Talk Sport in 2020, as far as the CM Punk negotiations go, everyone heard the famous, he got a text from us. Yeah, of course, there were negotiations and he did ask for a great amount of money and Punk is worth a great deal of money. But you also have to, and this isn't speaking to Punk specifically, this is speaking to recruitment and what we've learned in wrestling in general. A lot of people think these wrestlers are running this wrestling company. These wrestlers are doing everything they can to run the creative, the brand, the marketing and the things. But there are some very smart and fiscally conservative people who surround us and flank us because there isn't this isn't my money at all. I'm not surprised. Cody seems like a great diplomat, by the way. Very mm, good. At, very good. Yeah. Very good at being like... Even while either high or drunk. You, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what a shame that the level-headed one left AEW. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So he's yeah, essentially going like, yeah, we did. We, chat, we chatted with him. Like, mm. I'm, I'm glad that they confirmed that because there was a lot of speculation at the time going, Is, uh, they're in Chicago a lot. Well, have they spoken? And we knew that they had briefly, but that was the sort of first proper confirmation, right? Yeah, because Tony Khan, like the 2018 bit, isn't confirmed until actually CM Punk debuts in like AEW. Yeah. It's worth pointing out as well that obviously you mentioned Chicago there. Mm-hmm. Like, despite the fact that Punk has been away for a long time, like, whenever you have like a shit episode of Raw or SmackDown and the crowd are just trying to amuse themselves, you will in this period still get CM Punk chance. Yeah. My Five favorite, years on. Yeah. Favourite moment of that the CM Punk chance was Stephanie McMahon in the ring. And she was like, if you keep those CM Punk chants up for, or if you keep those chants up for another two minutes and 13 seconds, you'll have lasted, or 15 seconds, you'll have lasted longer than he did in references to UFC loss. To, <laughs> and it, it shut them down completely. Like, yeah. she completely turned it around. Um, right. yeah, it is weird that you would always still, would still get them. I'm sure you even got them in like, just after really, really bad main events, and you got a few in 2019 from WWE, like a, the one in particular I'm thinking of is Seth Rollins and The Fiend did Hell in a Cell. Like, right. I don't think there was CM Punk chance in that one, but like that sort of like level of shitness, you'd still get CM Punk chance just while they amuse themselves, as you mentioned. Just yeah, making themselves laugh. But Meltzer, meanwhile, Meltzer, this this is he says this after Punk's debut, but this is what he said about 2019 talks. He said it's well, you know, um, that when Khan uh, <laughs> uh, uh, wanted to start AEW after being inspired by the business and interest, the Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho match did at the Tokyo Dome on January 4th, 2018. That the guys he wanted to build around, if he could get it started, were Punk, Omega, the Young Bucks, and perhaps Jericho. But talks with Punk went nowhere, and at one point, both sides were bitter at the other, and I was told at one point they would never do business with Punk. <laughs> never, of course, is a term you never say. The two, say, uh, two said they had restarted talks for at least a year and clearly had come to an agreement not that far in advance, given the Chicago date of the United Center wasn't announced until a few weeks ago, and it was a totally rushed promotion. That referencing, obviously, CM Punk's debut at the, the Last Dance. Last it? Dance, yeah. The first, la- first Dance. dance. First last dance. dance is Michael Jordan. Yes. First dance is CM Punk. Mm. 
Yeah. And then we've got Tony Khan on the talks. Tony Khan saying that the fans really... Fans really had an expectation. It wasn't That's just getting cancelled by All Elite Wrestling now, isn't it? Jesus. Oh, no. They'll never ask us a question at a press conference again. Yeah. <laughs> you like Orange? What, good, best of luck in your best of victory. Congratulations on a hard-fought press conference. A victory. Uh, Tony Khan saying at ESPN, the fans really had an expectation. It wasn't anybody's fault. It wasn't like we were trying to give the people the perception he was coming, and it wasn't like he was trying to give the perception he was coming. But people just really wanted it to happen because it's just something that people really care about. Lots of people coming there. A lot of coming. A lot of, a lot coming. of coming. A lot of coming. But one of the people who coming. isn't coming at the moment is CM Punk. Yes, so he's, at this point, not there. <laughs> no. don't, don't like each other, just give each other sharp glares across rooms. It really felt like, like again, it felt like a punchline. Because when AEW was starting up, I remember we had a few news videos where, like, it would be there'd be something in the air about it, and we just laugh it off. Yeah. Um, in videos, the idea, oh yeah, Punk's definitely coming back. Punk's definitely doing that. <laughs> it was just like because it had been for so long, like rumored he was going to come back. It was just a joke. It's like nah. Yeah. You know, he had he had plenty. Of, you know, as well as his UFC stuff, which was hilarious. Um, I say that like he lasted he lasted two minutes and fourteen seconds longer than I would have done mm. against Mike Jackson. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not related to, to Michael, <laughs> but, but how long would you have lasted <laughs> Did against? You write that. <laughs> <laughs> but but how long would you last in a fight with Michael Jackson? Oh, I think I'd have done all right. Then. I think yeah, you, yeah. you'll definitely do well now. He's a corpse. Yeah, but yeah. I think I just. I he's, he's, yeah, he's, what version of Michael Jackson? He's quite easy to beat now. Post 2009 Michael Jackson. So next year, WD2K Michael Jackson, you've got Thriller, you've got when he hangs the baby out the window, and then you've got Corpse Michael Jackson. Which is Thriller again. Which is Thriller again. Um, yeah, so it was it was a constant thing that just kept coming back up, and it was and it got very he, silly. He didn't need wrestling, as you mentioned there. He had his UFC stuff. He's a millionaire as he's well. A millionaire. He wrote for Marvel. He wrote for Marvel. He did. He did. He did, he did, he did, Thor. He did female Thor. Yeah, he did Jane Foster. Thor. Yeah, he actually did a mini series about Drax, which is ironic because one of the few yeah. friends that he made outside of wrestling was Dave Batista. Big Dave. Him and Dave are mates. He yeah. also does um. Does acting on the side as well, like in sort of like little he was, indie things. He was in a horror movie. He was yeah. in the, the house, po- the house down the road, the um, house that bled to death, or the house that it's apparently quite grim. I've not seen the house. Girl, of, the house of subpoenaed old Marsh. Girl on Girl the, on the third, third floor, floor mm. starring Phil, CM Punk, and Brooks. Um, it's the film tells the story of a deeply flawed man who renovates an old home for himself and his wife, and the supernatural events that ensue as they prepare to move in. Um, it's DIY SOS with ghosts. It got positive reviews. Did it? Wow! I heard it wasn't that great. I heard terrible things about it. I heard terrible things. It got. Uh, I've heard there's a scene in a shower that's pretty grim, and I'm not. I can't say it on here. You know how we find out, don't we? We have to watch it. We have to watch it. Oh, yeah. Probably not on a work computer. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, that that came out. Eighty-four uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. What okay. Eighty-four percent. Quite high. Yeah. Well done, CM Punk. For not um, making a shit movie. Yeah. Well, is he <laughs> what else is he in? He did Heels. He was yes, in heels. But, but was that... I sort of around the time, and that's around 2021. I believe, I believe his wrestling return wasn't sort of lines AEW, up with but it. it was Heels. I think, mm. he, I think Heels came out just before he, he debuted he, in CM Punk. He was preparing... Uh, he, all the media that he was doing in the run-up to the first dance was for Heels. Yes. And they used that to their advantage. Mm. Uh, so I believe that was Heels season two. Season one, season they, were, yeah. they were advertising. Yeah, twenty twenty one that came out. Um, no, I was saying the character that he played in 
Ricky Rabies. Ricky Rabies. Yeah. He was really good in it as Ricky Rabies. I really enjoyed Heels. They've just cancelled, haven't they? Yeah, they've just cancelled because basically, so so last time you could you could watch it on Amazon Video all around the world. So it was just there. You clicked on, I think it was on Stars. It was there, and we watched it. We binged it. It was brilliant. And then this year they went. It, they they didn't put it on Prime around the world. It was on like a random app that only America could get. You'd have to get a VPN to watch it over here. Yeah. Like they just, it was like, it was I was rubbish. One of the, I, I believe it's a thing that they, I think it's something that people do in Hollywood. It's a bit of a conspiracy theory in mind that if it's a series they don't want to run anymore, but they're worried that people will make it mega popular. They'll just bury it on like an app somewhere and go, well, no one watched it. I mean, uh, made it impossible for us to watch it. Yeah, Netflix doesn't give a fuck about that though. If it was Netflix, they would cancel any show. That's yeah, popular. they just go, that's it, we're nah, done. Cheers, don't, mate. Don't like it anymore. Cool, move on. Cheers, then, thank you. But um, so he was, was really good. That was what Tony Khan said. Yes, and so this is where so Punk sort of just fl- floating around in the ether of wrestling, and then it's rumors start floating again, more and more and more. They keep bubbling away, more rumblings, more earthquakes, and. Just as soon as we know it, it's CM Punk has probably been screen tested as a potential host of WWE Backstage, oh. which is the Fox panel show that was greatly after Fox became WWE's TV partner in the United States for SmackDown. This show is basically headed up by Renee Paquette, then Renee Young. Uh, Booker T is confirmed as a host, but it's like Pongless Rumblings. And by this point, I have just started a cultaholic.com, November 2019. Uh. The, the first big story we have is... WWE backstage premieres, no one really cares, it's a new thing but it's just a panel show, here we go and then shows going off the air you've got you've got Samoa Joe, you've got Christian you've got Adam Cole Adam Cole, Adam Cole S- Booker S- Teach, you've got the yeah. AEW roster and Booker T <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically yeah great show Here's the thing. Here's the thing about WWE. We like to have those like those iconic history making moments in WWE. Makes makes us all fans. So I think it's time that we start doing some of our own right here on WWE backstage. You guys in? Yeah. All right. What are we doing? In three, two, one. (laughs) No way! Is this a rib? Is this a rib? What are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> now this was played up, but apparently this was this was a shoot, brother, brother. That Renee knew about it and no one else did. Yeah. So, Punk comes up, walks on and goes. It's as simple as this. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the culture. Oh! I'll see you here next week. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> That's what he said, though. Still not done it yet. <laughs> and. But Punk wasn't signed with WWE. He was signed to a contract with Fox as an analyst. And he could only work once a month because it's something we'll get to soon. This was a bone of contention with a lot of people who uh, consume wrestling media is that many channels, including ours, was like, this is this is a punk return for WWE. And like, actually, actually, no, he works as an analyst for Fox, happens just to be on a WWE show. It's like, yeah. oh, fuck, I didn't shut up. Let us, <laughs> let us, it's, it's because of, it's because of people, like, uh, you know, this is a fun, here's a fun little bit of random Tom trivia. Should you even be fucking asked for it? It's there, right? If you search my name yep. on Giphy, on Twitter, on, look for a gif for Tom. Is it let us have for nice Tom, things? For Tom Campbell. There's a gif of me shouting at the camera, let us have nice things. What website did you say it was on? Twitter. It's actually on Tenor. 
Actually, <laughs> look, no, 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 but, no, but if you search, <laughs> you're an arse. Look you, at the state you, of Pachiti there. But if you do a gif, if you do a gif search on Twitter or X for Tom Campbell, that that me shouting "Let us have nice things" comes up, and this is in the video that we did after CM Punk's I debut. I see CM Punk in the background there. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it was so was that after backstage? Yeah, because mm. everybody was going. Actually, he works for Fox and not WWE, and I was just got. I was like, for God's sake, CM Punk's back in WWE. Let us have nice things. And that was, and that's where the gift came from. And that's my, that's my legacy on the internet. That'll be what my grandchildren. And I've my just seen. And I've just seen the next thing after you Google Tom Campbell. <laughs> is, is there a guy called My Big? Is it is the My Big Toe Radio Show? No, it's Thomas Campbell. Is reality a simulation? A unified theory? Yeah. Oh. Also, teaches techniques on escaping. <laughs> the something. Called. What is disorder? This guy's talking about. Um, the language of the larger consciousness system. You've got a, a career on the side. I like, I liked, I like um, the other Tom Campbell who does the My Big Tie Radio Show. Oh, <laughs> My guy, Big Theory of Everything. This guy looks interesting. He's really clever. Straight to hell with Tom Campbell. That, oh, that's you. That, that's that, you. That, that is you. That's, 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 you. that's just somebody very angry on Reddit. Yeah. That, yeah. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> that is your death out of grabs with the devil. Oh. Yeah, he was on the other week since the minister. So. Anyway. Devil. And so, so, so Punk is now back via, you know, back in the, the sphere, back within the WWE sphere. He's back working on a WWE program. Yes. That you Fox. cannot deny. It's Fox. It's <laughs> let us have nice things. And but because of this, talk of an in-ring return is fueled immediately. Seth Rollins, who at this point is either just about to lose the world universal title or has just lost the universal title just lost so he challenges punk to matches on twitter and of course there's a war of words between the two that do not get on well um punk seems to this will shock everybody punk seems to enjoy getting into spats and he and he does outside of his one month appearances on WWE backstage including telling the miz to go and suck a blood money covered dick in Saudi Arabia, you fucking dork. Ah, yeah. This came after The Miz took a slight dig at Punk on an episode of WWE Backstage, where he was just like, oh, here's the culture, and Punk's like, rah! Yeah. Blood penis. Uh, Seth needs to stop tweeting and realize that sometimes it's better to be viewed at as the fool okay. when you shut your mouth or you open your mouth and remove all doubt. Any constructive advice here for Seth? Yeah, stop tweeting. <laughs> just stay on Twitter. Stop. Yeah, go on a damn period. Just go on a hiatus. Delete it off your phone, dude. That is a good move. Everybody should just take Twitter off their phone every once in a while. You know, it's good for you. Good take for a heart, break. Good for the soul. Take a break. All right. Well, there it is. From so, don't tweet you specifically, right? Just don't tweet anybody. There you Delete go. it. You're not doing yourself any favors. All this sort of talk keeps circulating, keeps speculating, reaches Triple H on a media call, because at this point Triple H is still in charge of NXT, so he actually does media calls. Um, but Triple H doesn't rule out a return for Punk and AJ Lee, um, Punk's wife in 2020, saying they are both incredible performers. Punk would then also continue to appear on WWE backstage, but the show, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, it largely becomes remote and is eventually cancelled, I think, around the summer of 2020. They just bin it off. It, I, I know what they were trying to. I can see what they were trying to do with backstage because it was. A, WWE goes through these phases where they try and, for lack of better terms, sort of control the narrative. Mm. 
So they all have... Control your narrative. <laughs> yeah. They brought an EC3 for it and yeah. everything. But they'll go through these phases where they'll bring out a show where they'll be like the ones that are leaking wrestling news. And like backstage was a, a big version of that where you had like some sort of scoops coming from that show. You had Ryan Satin. Yeah, it didn't you reveal that? I think John Morrison had signed and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yes, they, they, they did that. I like it when every so often WWE dips into doing that. Do you remember for a while that they used to post... Uh, industry news on yeah, WWE.com. Shane McMahon's doing. They had like TNA results. Yeah, and be like so and so's debuted for TNA Impact, and it'd be like Wait, really, what? WWE.com would have yeah. wanted to be this, the hub of all things wrestling. So I vaguely remember being them being like Christian Cage has debuted in TNA. Mm. What? <laughs> like, do we like, just not regard the outside yeah. world that division? Like, That's former, the one. <laughs> industry it was, news. It was round about the same period where Shane McMahon was like, "We need to take ECW and make it digital." go online with it and I was like that's how we that's how we advance forward in wrestling and he was right he should, yeah. they should yeah. the, the same Shane McMahon who urged WWE to buy UFC in like 2001 mm. but he's an idiot what does he know yeah no knows right. nothing um, so right so CM Punk so t- the, the COVID-19 pandemic sort of brings everything to a halt I mean we were all stuck at home for uh, what was like 18 months 18 in the end months. or something, yeah, man, in the We've end. We've got to be four we, weeks. Yeah. I 18 mean, months. We, we briefly came back in September 2020, met Jack Atkins, and then we were all shipped off again two weeks later after. Yeah. What, what was it? Eat out to help out after everyone got COVID because of that? <laughs> yes, the, the out to help out scheme in October. <laughs> yeah. So we all got locked down, went home, then eventually came back. But everything still sort of peters along a little bit. What we hear in March 18th, literally two days after Boris Johnson puts the UK in lockdown, he appears on the Swings and Misses podcast. Punk, not Boris. Boris, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Boris is up for a WWE yeah. run. Yeah, yeah. He's only come out for time to <laughs> An opponent who motivated him. <laughs> Boris mentions Daniel Bryan, John Cena, Rivers yeah. <laughs> Boris versus Osprey. So, yes, so CM Punk mentions that he'd come out of retirement, but only if something motivated him. Nays Benji Koodle, Daniel Bryan, now Bryan Danielson again, of course. John Cena, Rey Mysterio, and Will Osprey. But nice. any sort of thought around an in-ring return was soon shut down by Dave Meltzer. He reported in the Wrestling Reserve newsletter in March 2020 that Vince McMahon, who is then in charge of WWE, he's labelled CM Punk the one man he can't do business with. WWE reportedly only allowed Punk to do WWE backstage because they didn't want to damage a new relationship with Fox, but they did get Fox to agree to only use him once a month. WWE also reportedly believed, and I've written the brackets, this turns out to be a load of old bollocks, as we'll get to, that CM Punk devalued himself by coming back to pro wrestling as a personality on WWE backstage, as opposed to as a wrestler, and some doubted if Punk would actually improve the ratings for WWE. I can kind of see their argument a little, like if you're going to come back to wrestling after such a long absence, you want it to be as impactful as possible, right? And Mm. being an analyst once a month on a panel show that not that many people watch it's not that impactful that could in theory devalue him it would make yeah it would make you an analyst rather than a, a wrestling yeah. product hmm. Vince McMahon's comments there are interesting um, they were simple because the one man he cannot do business with one thing that um, I don't think we've touched on here was the um, Vince McMahon was actually approached by Steve Austin about the CM Punk fire you want to talk about CM Punk I would like uh, to apologize. Sometimes in a big corporation, uh, the legal people don't necessarily know what talent relations are doing, and conversely, Punk got some his severance papers on the day he got married. And that was coincidence. 
So I want to personally apologize for that. Other than that, the only thing I want to say about Plunk is that there have been a number of individuals in the past who have been disgruntled, said a lot of things about the organization. I think that there are a lot of things that he may say that, that he may regret one day in terms of looking back at it. Um, but nonetheless, I, you know, I, I hope that one day, you know, we'll be able to get back together again. People are asking me, like, oh, do you accept Vince's apology? And, like, I'll say I appreciate the sentiment, but that was the, that was not a sincere apology. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he knew about it. He knew about it since June. Why didn't he apologize in June if he really felt bad about it? And he just wanted to make sure a TV camera was on him so he could kind of damage control it and be like, oh, gosh, I'm, I'm really sorry. Well, if you were, you would have apologized earlier. There's a real sense of glib about the interview. Like, Austin seems quite pissed off with Vince. Because I think he said, raw shit, tell me why. <laughs> but good, really good at podcast interviews. Still yeah, lasted. very good. He's really good. And he, and he has no issue taking Vince to task. But, I think Vince was. Oh, didn't it? Was there a big thing with Moxley on that one as well? It was because Moxley was WWE champion at the time. And basically, he, I think the perception within WWE was that he wasn't very open. He like Because I think Moxley found it quite uncomfortable mm-hmm. being in that sort of setting at the time. Mm-hmm. While he's sort of Dean Ambrose, but there was one with Brock Lesnar as well. Well, no, I think he interviews Paul Heyman, and Brock Lesnar just like, and then Brock Lesnar comes on as well, and just goes, "I hate people." Yeah. <laughs> basically, <laughs> fair <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. Nice. Brock, yeah, he's he's Brock Lesnar. He can hate who he wants. And what we get next though is basically Belter reveals more about WWE's hatred of CM Punk. He says, "I do know that WWE is pretty negative on the idea of punk wrestling more than I thought they would be." The idea is between Bill Goldberg and Edge and Undertaker and people like that. They've got their fair share of guys like that. There's a lot of bitterness. Apparently, there's more bitterness on the WWE side right now than on the Punk side. Interesting that they're at that point in time, WWE was more bitter about a, a possible return of Punk than Punk was. Yeah. that's Which is so strange to think that at one point... Well, WWE does hold grudges, I guess. But but Vince always lets them go. I mean, Ultimate Warrior came back. Goldberg Brett, is Brett literally Hart mentioned. Well. Yeah, Bret Hart came back. Had an incredible run as United States champion. Into <laughs> Bischoff. Bischoff's there. Like, Bischoff, like... Of all the people. Yeah. Punk was... I think during Punk's run, he was seen as um, a bit of a grump. For most, and do you know what? For, for fairly valid reasons. And he spoke about it, and he was like, well... I'm your champ. I've headlined three pay-per-views as champion. Like, I'm not even going to headline WrestleMania. I'm going to have to hand my belt over to The Rock. Yeah, like, he's, a he's, part-time run. He's just champ for 434 days and is always in the semi-main event for Cena. Yeah, and and, all, and CM Punk constantly pushed for more. I don't think Vince truly wanted to get... I didn't... Punk... He didn't see what the value was in Punk. I don't think he got Punk. But... so that, And it's famous, you know, that... Well, that, that, if Vince doesn't get you... During yeah. that era, then you're, you're shit out of luck. I don't know. I feel like he did get punk in a sense. It, but it was just that he didn't... He didn't seem as the top, as top the guy. Because you had Cena. If Cena wasn't around, I think punk would have probably been headlining those pay-per-views. But Cena was just... It's 2010, 11, 12, you know, that period. Mm. Cena is on another level. Like, than he was, punk? Oh, 100%. In terms of, like... Crowd support, not not in not, terms not of crowd support, but like merchandise, crowd yeah. reaction, crowd reactions. Mm. Even if punk was getting massive, massive pops, Cena's reaction, even if it was negative, was louder. Cena was still the one selling all the merch. He was the guy that was doing all the make a wish. You've got two guys similar age, and you've got one that you know is a proven uh, to Vince is like the company guy, 
you go with him. But I still think he got CM Punk in terms of, okay, people like him. He's, he's making the, us money. He's almost the number four guy behind Cena, Brock, Undertaker. Yeah. Rock. Because if you look at someone at a similar time, he didn't get Daniel Bryan. Mm. Yeah. And it took a lot to get Daniel Bryan. Punk? It took Punk leaving for him to put it did. Daniel Bryan. It did, but Punk Punk was Punk didn't you know, Punk found it much easier to get into that main event scene. He'd been in that main event scene since two thousand nine. He'd been world champ. Mm. You know, it, it's I think I think there's a, a lot of mm, misconception that Vince didn't get him. But so, but even in the final meeting, I think Punk so, like Punk sort of him and Vince sort of end amicably, and then it becomes bitter afterwards in the months after. Because it was Punk described that in that last meeting, Vince was like tearing up. Yeah, it, as it, Punk was going, and I, and I just remember hearing that thinking, "Hey, yes." Yeah, and it's uh, it's basically CM Punk go, like him and Triple H shake hands, but they never quite got on. And see, and, tri- and CM Punk sort of goes because the match, of course, is meant to be tri- um, Triple H versus CM Punk at WrestleMania, and. CM Punk goes, it's not a privilege for me to wrestle you. It's a privilege for you to wrestle me. Mm. And that's basically how it goes. But it becomes, I don't need to beat you. Yeah. Like, to, I just make my star shine any brighter. It, it becomes more bitter essentially over royalties from like DVDs at this point and how it's going to work with the network, all this sort of stuff. Um, and it becomes bitter and then they fire him on his, on his wedding day because Punk hasn't come back and they have more talks. But essentially... Vince McMahon at this point comes to really dislike CM Punk by 2019. And I, and I think what Fraser said is actually right. I think what you said is right there. It's like Vince is, Vince is upset. Vince gets him. He's upset and he's sad because he's losing his number four baby face. No, number yeah. four baby and that's, face. And it's like, so but Punk's like, no, you don't understand. I don't want to be number four I baby I want to be face. number one. And he's like, well. And I'm dying because they keep giving me Z-packs and I'm doing nothing. <laughs> at that point, so like when Punk walks out, The Undertaker's still like... You know, he's still off off the back of his last match. He still performs well with CM with Punk. With CM Punk, yeah. You know, you've got Brock there. Who, yeah, he's only he's just come back pretty much. You know, within two years. But Brock's about to be launched as well. Yeah, exactly. And then you've not got anyone. So like, Brock goes away after you know his period of his match time off. Undertaker hasn't had a shit match with Brock at WrestleMania. So yeah, during that period between walking out and firing, Punk's stock would, would have leveled up he would have been especially when you think about how many injuries WWE had at like the end of well in the coming years I remember particularly 2016 where they've got nobody mm. exactly so like Punk during those those times Punk could have moved up from number 4 to, to number, number 1 number 2 yeah you know you've still got Cena about but well after WrestleMania 30 Cena was Cena was on the down he's still there until about what 2016 then he goes part time well, he, I guess he was main event. To, he got the, the belts later in 2013 to put over Brian. He has that great US title run. Yeah, yeah. Did he have Roman Reigns by 2016? But he was, he was he's still, not the he's Roman still, Reigns that we know. He's still suckling suckatash Roman yeah. Reigns. Yeah. So Roman Reigns is the guy by this point. But I think he's about the only one that doesn't get injured. Like Rollins gets injured. Ambrose is hanging about. But like, they had to bring back Triple H as the heel. I Romania. wonder if Punk walking out and Brian's injury had any influence on the shield breaking up when it did post WrestleMania 30? Maybe, yeah. I can't remember the rumors. main event guys there. That so that's straight away, yeah. Like May 8th, 2014. And then mm. you've got a couple months after Brian's injured. Shit, we need three guys to fill top spots. Like if Punk hung, hung around, he might have been in the mix with those three. They would have, they instantly became the top faces, right? On heels. Because the last time they were a, 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 three, a trio, 
it was um, they were fighting Evolution, so they'd brought back Evolution. Yeah. They brought back Triple H, Randy Orton, and Batista. Yeah, do you remember there that they, re- there that banging elimination match? Yeah, Blue Tista. Blue Tista. And then he did the Royal Wave the following night. <laughs> yeah, and that, we never that, saw him again. That wave's amazing. God love him. But yeah, so that was so yeah, Punk departing was probably what what led to that. But as you say, Punk definitely did depart and uh, off and off into the sunset he went. And everything becomes more and more bitter. Yeah. And it just and it just gets a little bit darker and a little bit darker. And Vince is not a happy boy with him. Shut sun's going down. It's going down real low, big guy. <laughs> He's fucking old. <laughs> so so the, so <laughs> sun's going real low, brother. <laughs> Sorry, wrong Hulk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Hulk Hogan must be the one person who had, like, I'm sure Hulk Hogan hasn't claimed that trying to bring Punk out of retirement in 2018, despite the fact Punk Punk hates him. (laughs) Hates him. Do you think because he knows the moment he says Punk's name, Punk is going to immediately just call bullshit? Me and Five Star, we're going to sell out the... Some of the walking done, brother. (laughs) (laughs) I I said no to Five Star, and they... uh... And then they, they went to Pong instead. Yeah. <laughs> we were going to send out the Telewest Arena, brother. It's like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a Metro Radio Hogan Hall Telewest Arena. <laughs> He's calling it the Telewest. <laughs> Hogan always called it the Telewest. Telewest, yeah. He always called it the Telewest. Hogan knows best, right? Hogan knows, Hogan knows Telewest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Essentially, after March 18th, I mean, wrestling news really dies. I mean, I'm sad home. We're all getting more and more sad as the oh, pandemic gosh, progresses. It's miserable just, times. It was a wonderful summer, thank God, in terms yeah. of, like, 
heat. Got, yeah. got, we couldn't go anywhere. I know we couldn't go anywhere, but at least I had part of your window, so it was okay. Oh, I, I could go outside because I had a garden. But, mm. but but garden was this. What a scarcity! What a sort of amazing thing they were. Yeah, gardens, <laughs> yeah. gardens, great things. Gardens. <laughs> they were in the pandemic, but yes. So um, all we really get is sort of people um, taking the go to see it, expressing their dislike for CM Punk. Roman Reigns says he doesn't like him. AJ Styles says he doesn't like CM Punk at this point. WWE backstage ends, so Punk is effectively he's still contracted a Fox, but backstage is basically over outside of the odd one-off special. Um, and we do reach Renee Paquette by this point has left WWE. So of course she's not the host of WWE backstage anymore. That's all gone. But we hit December 2020, Christmas time, mistletoe and wine. <laughs> A year um, on from his talks with a year two years on, two years on from his talks with Tommy Remember, Cameron. Yeah. Just sat there going, oh, everybody brought that baguette around. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, I hope he does it again this year. <laughs> but, and this is what CM Punk says about I'm it. Not too much on the 26th, <laughs> just in case Tony Khan comes out with a leftovers baguette again. Oh, yum, yum. It'd be really grim if he came. It'd be really grim if he turned up. When I first messaged you about doing this podcast, you were nice and agreed to doing it. And I was like, well, we don't have to talk about wrestling, but of course we have to talk about wrestling, at least in some capacity. That's well, this is, a wrestling, this is a wrestling podcast, isn't it? No, it's not. Okay. It You've just had... has wrestlers on it. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. different. I've had right. John, well, up to this point, wrestling wise, it's only you and John. Okay. I mean, Josh right, Barnett. Josh Barnett to a uh, degree. That counts. Josh is a wrestler. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, Josh I, guess is a wrestler. That, I guess that kind of counts. Um, but anyways, okay, so I mean, I know. haven't wrestled in seven years, and I'm still a wrestler. So yeah, that just never goes away, right? Like once no. you're a wrestler, no. you're just a wrestler, especially the way that you came through it all. I mean, that's just that's who you are. It's your identity. Well, what are people going to know me as? Yeah. Well, Punk said, without wanting to insult anybody on either side of the fence, any WWE talent or AEW talent, it would take above all an interesting scenario. A story that would be fun to tell. Also, just the stupidest amount of money. <laughs> but they could save themselves a whole lot of money if they just presented a fun storyline. Now, what that is, I don't know. I'm a pretty picky guy, especially at this point. I think there's more interest, uh, interesting people on the AW side of things for me to wrestle, but that's just because I've never wrestled them before. Young Bucks, oh. Kenny Omega. Talk about your husband. I look at that and I go, well, I wrestled him already. So it's just less interesting than something new. <laughs> on the WWE side of things, I don't know that there's anybody there currently that I haven't wrestled that I would be interested in re wrestling. Uh, he would later add, I feel like a shit's bag even saying that shit ton of money thing, but... On the WWE side of things, let's be honest, there's baggage there, right? There's stuff that's got to be worked through. So I don't know how you get there. I don't. I really don't. That was on the Rene Paquette Sessions podcast. Yes, and her husband, of course, is John Moxley. I'm sure I remember him saying, maybe he says it later on. He says, I wrestled Dean Ambrose, but I've never wrestled John Moxley. So he does what he signs in 2021. Right, that's it. I but also yeah. by this point, he's like, fuck John Moxley, for some yeah. reason. Your husband's shit, but Yeah. Because they had, they had some great matches in AEW that we'll get to. Like, you know, some, oh, yeah. Some story, oh, there's some stories to tell, though. But he's like, hey, them young bucks would love to wrestle love them. them. Oh, they great seem bunch of nice. yeah. Kenny Omega. Kenny, oh, I love him. Best boat machine. Seal, we can't wait to take <laughs> yeah. our young bucks for a Toby Carver. <laughs> yeah. Larry can't wait to meet them. Larry can't, Larry wait, can't wait, wait to meet them. Meet them. Uh, we're going to have a great time and a bite to eat. Really? It's going to be great. But, uh, yeah, and, and this is, this is where we end of, 2020. Yeah, well, this is indicative of punk in general him saying like you know it comes back to the the 
the bit the, the the leftover baguette meeting that he had with Tony Khan, where he's just like, like make it interesting. I'll see how it pans out, and I when I'm I might come in. Yeah, he just wants to come in and tell some good stories. He's open to and it. Make a way. fuck ton of money. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, if you pay up. me a shit ton of money, and as we get to AW, do indeed pay him a fuck ton of money. Absolutely, do, yeah. and provide him with interesting things. I mean, who doesn't want to wrestle a certain fish-related man? Do you want to, do you want <laughs> for a shit ton of? You can have a whole fucking show. Yeah, just, you know, just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As we'll get to in about in, in a couple of weeks, yeah. a, a, his own show. But that's where we end 2020. Punk is open to coming in, but he needs a shit ton of money and some interesting ideas. But everything starts to ramp up as 2021 begins, though. Punk, by this point, has been impressed by all the wrestling's handling of Brody Lee's illness. Um, Brody Lee, unfortunately, passes away, I believe, on December 26, 2020. Yeah. Um, from this just horrible illness that led to his passing. But Punk is impressed because news of this doesn't leak. AEW have a meeting where they inform everybody, basically privately, that Brody Lee is life-threatening illness and it's it's going. He's deteriorating fast, unfortunately. But this doesn't get out. I mean, I, I remember in November, Punk um, Khan's asked about it in November, like around the full gear media call. He basically just gives a sort of nondescript answer that he'll be back soon or something like that. And... It doesn't leak, and basically we then reach February 2021. It's everything still bubbling away. Punk responds to a fan on Twitter, now X because of Elon Musk, mm. about which AW wrestlers he would like to work with. Punk names five of the young talents and contexts him soon after, noting he liked the list. <laughs> he likes he the it, list. He sends him a picture of a picture from his table, and it's a it's a baguette full of turkey, <laughs> meat, and stuffing, and gravy, and he's like, "See you in five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, but sp- if any, there's any takeaway from Punk Vember is that Punk was was coaxed into AEW by leftover Christmas dinner baguettes. <laughs> but he doesn't see him in five. He sees him in a couple of weeks oh! for post Valentine's Day baguettes. Oh, so hard shaped baguettes. He's got he's got um <laughs> what's a what's a what's a, a loving meat venison. I don't venison, know. Yeah, yeah. Venison. <laughs> he's got he's got a little bit of steak in there. A little I bit could, of I could oh. name a loving meat. Yeah, and he's got he's, he's got <laughs> that's it. he's got <laughs> a little hot dog on the side. <laughs> <laughs> little hot dogs on the side. <laughs> little chipolata. <laughs> what do you reckon, Poke? <laughs> you, know, you know how in in movies, whenever they're trying to do a deal, they slide money across the table. Picture that with a wee Willy Winky. Just <laughs> and it's like Punk's not changing. Right, I'll take two. Uh, 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 no, no, uh, three. Hardball, eh? Punk's <laughs> <laughs> <Pops> a <out> salami. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you trading meat? And then he gets out one of these, like just a whole jar of hot dogs. Like, come on, <laughs> come on, it's pickles. Come on, it's pickles. <laughs> you're fucking, you're crippling me, man. <laughs> <laughs> then it, 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 it just it just folds up princes. They bring in all the hot dogs. Sliding mushy corned beef. Yeah. <laughs> so it like smears the table. Yeah. <laughs> Couple of tins of tuna. <laughs> Why is AJ Lee comes home and Bogus just sat there with Tony Khan and it's just like oh random God. meat <laughs> inside the table. He goes, Do you mind? We're doing a deal. <laughs> Three million dollars worth of meat. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's literally drowning in pickle juice. <laughs> the next day, AJ Lee goes, Brine. <laughs> he's drowning in brine. <laughs> She opens the curtains the next day and goes, oh, that Ginster's van still outside. <laughs> well, he's got... He's got... <laughs> <laughs> 
We have too much fun, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? We have more fun than Punkad. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Right. So so we've got this. Oh. Then a couple of weeks later, he's got he's got his pickle juice. He's got his brine. Yep, yep, yep. He's and got his brine. <laughs> <laughs> and I've joined AEW. He's on a Zoom call with like a half empty bottle of brine yeah, next to just, it. He just started devouring raw hot dogs. <laughs> Go to Mindy's Butchers. Mindy's Butchers. He's <laughs> got raw steak and he's fucking mixed up. Only open on Tuesday. <laughs> Imagine if someone had that bag full of drinks. It's just like bags full of pickles in jars. <laughs> Some liver. Just <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's got liver and onions. That's what it is. Sally goes, can I have one? Dishes out of your bag. Pulls out some liver. <laughs> Get yourself some tripe. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of tripe. Morning, I'm tired. No, blood, blood. A few weeks after this February 12th, <sighs> Punk and Khan begin discussing the Second City Savers AWGB and how much it would cost to bring him in. Said once he wanted to come back, there was nothing standing between us except he pickle was... juice. <laughs> Fucked on a meat. He was looking to be well compensated, but I would want to compensate CM Punk. That wasn't that wasn't that hard to figure out. Him wanting to wrestle for AEW was the biggest thing we had to establish. Once we had that established, we all wanted the same stuff. Karen said, which was meat. Meat. (laughs) So it was a case of it was the it was the and I think you might talk about this a little bit, but it was the treatment of the Brody Lee situation. That was eventually what made CM Punk go. This, That's this seems where like, I want to go. This seems like a professional outfit as they opposed to just. They don't leak things to media. Yeah. yeah. Everything's secure in that house. They seem very professional. They have in, their um, hands in order. That sounds like a place to go. Yeah. So, so that was, and I think, and there was something really sweet about that. I think the way that AEW handled it, I thought was was spot on. It was spot yeah. on. It was absolutely spot on. Um, because nothing got out, and, and we didn't know about it until the, the <laughs> devastating news came out. I think waking up on Boxing Day or the 27th, we just woke up and was like, oh, fuck, Brody Lee's I dead. have a feeling it was the 27th, yeah. 26th, maybe. Yeah. I have a feeling it was then when, when he passed. Um, Boxing Day, yeah. yeah. At the Mayo Clinic, uh, which we would have found out the next day, though. So 27th, yeah, 27th yeah, when they announced it. Out. So CM Punk and Tony Khan are now going, right, let's talk Let's talk money. Let's, let's talk, talk money. On the WWE front, Punk continues to criticise the company. He described WWE's TV product as awful, saying he wasn't interested in a WWE match with Triple H, and he compared WWE to a trash movie written by creatively bankrupt nincompoops. And this came after releases in June 2021. Of course, WWE had a fuck-ton of releases during the pandemic for um, just, just for budget cuts is what they officially stated, but they just sacked everybody. Yeah, despite making record Strowman, yeah, a lot of people getting cut. Despite making record profits at the time, yeah, there was and, and creatively bankrupt. I don't think it's a terrible way of describing it because I I, I, I challenge you to find any wrestling during the <laughs> pandemic era that just didn't have that sort of melancholy about it because of. It was all in empty venues. Yeah. There was no avoiding it. Uh, and it was all a bit weird and a bit echoey. Impact Wrestling, which is traditionally like, you know, pound for pound, some of the best wrestling content out there. And I, I might be biased, but even during the pandemic, it was a tough watch just because of the echo. When this this By this time goes out, you'll have done your ring announcement. So how was it? It was great. Yeah, fantastic. I, it was great. I got called by it, Rhino it, and I called him Rhino. very strange. <laughs> the, the, the two companies... 
did have a very different take on on pandemic wrestling as well. Like CM Punk, behind, um, CM Punk, WWE behind closed doors, screens, virtual people. Yeah. As much as I agree with you, and I said it was weird, you did have that creative spark that was the the bloodline starting. Yeah, that's very WWE. true. The bloodline, lest we forget, that. It, it was the thing that really really helped the company through that period. Whereas in AEW, you had the you had it in um, Daily's Place, you had the wrestlers in the crowd, it made it feel a bit more... Exciting. Alive. Alive, fresh, more like the wrestling we know, right? It felt more... I mean, the, the bloodline came along by, I think, September. So it was, Yeah, so August, September 2020. Was after was, SummerSlam. Was when, yeah, so he, Thunderdome. It was the, it was yeah, the pay, payback was when he, he did the whole signing the contract and Paul Heyman was with him. Mm, yeah, yeah, so yeah, we were in the Thunderdome era then, which, which is probably the most normal feeling wrestling during yeah. that time because of the fact that they had the big screens so therefore you could you could edit it like it was a WWE show it, was it a looked a bit WWE more show. grand as well in the yeah. performance center didn't it yeah it looked yeah it felt like it just it felt a bit more normal mm. yeah. as normal as it could be for me the always thing with the the Thunderdome that always got me was obviously all the all the cheers and stuff were piped in because it had to be but when wrestlers cut promos it was all using indoor voice yeah. I, don't, I don't think they could hear the cheers over in the... They wouldn't be able to because it wasn't piped in, yeah. So therefore, they were talking with their inside voice and they weren't having to shout over anybody. Because I know a lot of it as well was they could hear Michael Cole doing the commentary because it was just the an match, empty yeah. thing, yeah. yeah. So weird. That is odd. But it was, yes. But they, And then AEW, like you say, felt a bit more organic because they had... <laughs> actual people there even though a lot of the time it was the wrestlers there they had people in then they had I think they had about a thousand fans by this point because having the big amphitheater being outdoors there was different rules so they could have a thousand people about what was it two two feet apart all this sort of stuff yeah they did two meters two meters they had fans well before WWE yeah and even going on the road again being like we're going to actual venues with fans in attendance and there's no limits you know it's like the X division yeah they (laughs) were no limits Yay, it's nice. not weight limits. It's about, it's about no limits. AEW were the first to do that, weren't they? They beat yeah. WWE by a week or so. By about a week, yeah. Because I think it's the 7th of July is the first show because they do Road Rager 2021. Malachi. Yeah. And th- that, basically, that was basically back to normal from there. Actually, for the record, Wrestle, they, WWE did WrestleMania too. That right? is it, true. But they went back in the Thunderdome. Because it rained. Because we, <laughs> we, all, we all fucking sat there going, Punk's in a poncho. Not Punk. So our Joe's in a poncho. So Joe in a poncho. That was a dream, wasn't it? So, yeah, I mean, creatively, it was a weird time for all involved. Um, but like, you know, like Fraser said, it was the, the birth of the bloodline at this point. Yeah. Amongst everything, all the other horribleness that was going on. Uh, and uh, where do we go from here then? He's, he's given some grief to WWE. So he's given some grief. He's, he's talking to AEW. And then we're sort of trundling along. Everything's a little bit more back to normal. Then, boom, July 21st, 2021, it suddenly emerges pretty much out of nowhere, really, because we don't know about all the stuff that we've mentioned beforehand at mm-hmm. this point. That Fightful Select report that CM Punk is in talks with All Elite Wrestling over an in ring return. Our own report, which I wrote at half five, upon arriving, uh, no, we were still working from home then, so not upon arriving in my upon own home. into no. the bathroom. Live, bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it was, according to Fightful Select, Punk has, had, Punk has held ongoing conversations with All Elite Wrestling Company official, about <laughs> that official, Tony Khan, about <laughs> um, an in-ring return, and Tony Khan's promotion is considered the straight-edge superstar's likely landing spot. Fightful noted they have not had confirmation of a contract having been signed, only that Punk is in talks with AEW. 
Other companies are also reportedly interested in signing Punk as an in-ring performer, but no specific offers or overtures have been made. WD management also believe Punk is AW bound. So it was suddenly, here we fucking go. Mm. Right. It, was, it was like, one week, I see Punk will never come back. Oh, shit. He's coming, he's coming he's back. He's coming back. And then it was like, it was and at this point, not to say anything against Sean Rossap, but it was he was still fresher on the scene with reports, mm. and we didn't have his. It was more of a okay. This is the biggest news in wrestling history for the past 15, 20 years since WCW's closure. I, I mean, there's probably bigger stories, but off the top of my head, that's the one that everyone was like, "Oh, that's never going to happen. He's never going to come back." He, he was like the one. He was like the one guy remaining that was sort of like a top, 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 top draw that wasn't in one of the two major companies mm-hmm. that, that was actually like healthy and not absolutely crocked it's the fact that Sean Rossap is coming out and at that point still not I don't want to say unproven because that's not fair but still an unknown yeah compared to where we you know, compared where, to where, he, where is he is now, now where every report from him is, is fairly spot on yeah like like now he's on the top level alongside your Meltzer's and Mike Johnson and stuff at this point he's maybe on like the, the level that was a tiny bit below Meltzer and Mike Johnson so these stories coming from from him who as you say was a, not a completely proven force yet there was whilst trepidation there was also a lot of excitement yeah and I mean Sean Mossap actually spoke to our good friend Ross Tweddle mm-hmm, did. on Straight to Hell he detailed how he came obviously how he found out about the whole CM Punk reporting he said it was more widely known than what AEW thought and it wasn't known by many in AEW if anybody but I do know there was another media member in early July who was poking around and asking Tony Khan about it now the thing is that person said hey I've heard that CM Punk is side can you dispute that and Tony said yeah I can dispute it well, that's because he hadn't signed. Tony was being honest with him, but he hadn't signed. Uh, what I heard, uh, had heard, this is Sean Rossap saying is, what I had heard maybe a day or two after this person had asked him that, and I don't know this yet, but somebody said, I was talking to them about something completely separate related to sports in the Chicago area. They're like, hey, you need to check on CM Punk going to AW. And I rolled my eyes like, yeah, right, whatever. Um, then from there... So after his initial reaction, Soros had things back to a Comic-Con he attended in 2019, and there was a Q&A with Engine Christian. At the same time, at the time, both men were retired, but they since returned to the squared circle. Ed returns in January 2020, Christian one year later, pretty much exactly. Christian at this point is in a W, Edge and WWE, of course he goes somewhere else at some point later, but Sap thought... What the hell? Let's pursue this lead. He said, the next day I thought of something that had happened two years before the pandemic. I was at a Comic-Con with one of my friends and I went there just as a fan and it was for an Edge and Christian Q&A. At this point, Edge had been out of the ring for eight years, was never going to wrestle again. Christian had been out of the ring for five years, was never going to wrestle again. Somebody said, hey, would uh, would you all ever consider going to AEW and wrestling? And a bunch of people snickered and laughed that people out of the building. Then I thought back to that and I was like, what are those two doing right now? One of them is in AEW wrestling and the others in WWE wrestling. Everybody thought about that question and they thought, what a joke. That's how I felt when I heard the CM Punk thing. He continued by saying, it's like, maybe I should look into this. And then I did. Someone said, well, how did you hear that? I couldn't tell them. Then I went to another source and I thought, uh, that I thought would know. They didn't know. But then they were like, well, that would make an awful lot of sense. Then finally, I got confirmation close to one of the sides and that snowballed things and a lot more people started talking about it. So that's him. It it seems like he did a fuck ton of work 
chatting to loads of different people, getting told, I don't know this, I don't know. They kept it very closely guarded till finally one person chatted. And just kept it and, and just kept on and sort of pieced it together as he went and mm. And then, you know, that's you know, news hound Sean Ross. Sean, good, big, big up Sean Ross. Big yeah. up Sean Ross. Sean. Sapp, big I don't, th- I, I don't think he'd be listening, but in he case he is, he might, might be. He, he might like. He, he might have stopped listening at the meat jokes and gone. I have to pause to stitch my sides back together. Yeah, because because you know, he's side splitting. Side split. Yeah. when he heard, <laughs> but not related to Michael. <laughs> I think he'll, he'll, have, he'll have been laughing long before that thinking of you as a baby with your beardy face <laughs> like Colin Robinson from what we do in the shadows yeah. <laughs> I mean that is a that is a good image but, I realise as I pull out my big, big water bot. bottle my big bot now if you're listening on the obviously if you're watching on the podcast feed you can see the big bot in all its glory but however I believe when people listen to this it does sound like I'm doing a bong <laughs> does it? If you listen like yeah, it has got a bong or noise. Like, or like a hamster drinking. Yeah. <laughs> like the little, you've got the little marble, the little ball in there just to... Yeah. No, no, I don't, I don't need you to hold a ring out in front of your mouth and then lick the ring. You will lick the ring, my lord. No, no ring licking on the... Jesus Christ. You will lick the ring, my lord. Rick the ling, my lord. Rick the ling. Rick the ling. Fuck me. I believe Rick Erling was uh, a wrestler from USWA in 1984. Yeah. <laughs> it was him and Jeff Lost Jarrett. Anderson in about three minutes. Right, so from there... <laughs> I mean, everything just goes gangbusters. We're, oh, we're, off, all, we? we're, we're off. We're off. We're, we're, we're on the train choo choo. Yeah. <laughs> train rolling down the line makes me lonely. <laughs> and Blackstone Cherry here yeah. as well. <laughs> and then three days later, it was stated that CM Punk would 100%, 100%. be at one of AEW's upcoming shows in Chicago. Okay. AEW literally loves Chicago. They're never not fucking there. So this could be any but show. This one felt different. This. Because with all this going around, and suddenly we go, I think because they've been to Chicago so often, and we hadn't really thought about it. And then this news came out, and they went, "Holy shit, they're in Chicago!" It was no, when... no, but, but but we don't know about the big show coming up yet. But we do know All Out's coming. So yeah, we're right. like, okay, we've this, got yeah, All Out. So then we had Andrew Zarian, Andrew Zarian, the Matman Podcast, talking about WWE's own reaction. Yes, saying there's no buzz that I'm hearing coming from the office side of, oh, we fucked up. We fucked up by not signing him. There's a lot of people that think his stock is not what it normally would be. They think his UFC losses hurt him. And a lot of people worked with him when he was unhappy. I think that's the memory that they have. WWE's TV partners, though, Fox, of course, already worked with CM Punk. They're really big fans. They're shocked that Punk is going to AEW and that he's not going to WWE. I remember there was quite a, there was some frustration reported because they're like, why have you let this guy go? He's clearly a star. Like, Fox even offered to help pay for CM Punk's salary if WWE would have him, and WWE's just like, nope. He's just n- baffling. Yeah. Because like, if you're going, yeah, we can get CM Punk for what, half the money. Or yeah. even even free if Fox is paying foot in the you know foot in the bell, you would just go all right. Come on, you can have what you want. You can have a whole show. Go for it. Saturday morning, punk slam. Punk slam. Yeah. <laughs> and and then by this point, basically what we're getting is every day different piece of punk news. It's fucking ramping up. Here we fucking go. We all know it's happening. Mm. And AW purposely make it at this point the worst kept secret in wrestling, where it's like. 
we know what's going to be happening. We're not going to confirm it, but you know and we know. We're going to all have a good tickle. And we get to the July 28th edition of AEW Dynamite. Darby Allen cuts a best in the world promo. Does he say, does he, does he, yeah, he makes references it, saying, like, I don't care who you are, even if you are the best in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And then MJF alludes to the pipe bomb promo. I believe he, co- he quotes the opening lines that CM Punk says, used in the pipe bomb. As you sit there in your own whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, listen to my voice. Like how Punk says to John Cena while he's sitting in the corner after a brutal spear from our truth And Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks, he hits Punk's running clothesline thing into the corner. The corner and the bulldog. Yes. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. So they're dropping a lot of hints, aren't they? And on the same show, Tony Khan announces A.W. Rampage, the first dance. It is great to be back home in Charlotte, North Carolina, in Mecklenburg County. Fans, we have a very special announcement on behalf of Tony Khan in AEW. As you know, Rampage will debut on Friday night, August 13th. We now have another special announcement for Rampage. The very next week, Friday, August 20th, Rampage comes to Chicago and the United Center for the first dance. That's right, the first dance, and tickets are on sale this coming Monday at 10 a.m. at AEW, TIX, and Ticketmaster. The United Center is like where the Chicago Bulls play. It's like an 18,000-seater. And that's what it is. And that show will take place on Friday, the 20th of August, two days before WWE SummerSlam. Yeah. I seem to recall they announced it. I might have even been telling Shivani that said it. And they announced Chicago. And then they just let the CM Punk chants ring out. Yeah, they just let they it go. They don't acknowledge them. But it's very aware. They cut to the crowd as there's a CM Punk chant. But they're not acknowledging it. Yeah, but they know it's there. They're just going to let it breathe, and then they're going to move on with the show. I remember at this point, with all this happening, we were going in the office. What if he doesn't turn up? Yeah, because <laughs> there was because it was as you say, it was the worst kept secret. But like, but there's always a little bit. There's a little yeah. bit of like he might not turn up, especially when we eventually find out that Punk didn't actually sign his contract until about twenty minutes before he went out. Jeez. Which is a bit worrying because it's. It is CM Punk and his history you would want that locked down yeah. just in case mm. they went okay cool I'm going to send you out there and then you're going to get beat um, yeah. your first match is going to be there and you're going to get beat because Tony Khan is a very trusting man as we'll come to learn yeah. oh. likes to think the best of people he does bless him he does as we'll get to in future episodes that was, this was found wanting with CM Punk mm-hmm CM Punk enjoyed winding people up on uh, line at this point. So, because again, he hasn't said one way or another what he's doing. Yeah. But the, an Instagram post, an Instagram story appears, which uh, has the music from the Chicago Bulls playing. Yes. Yes, their intro. Uh, yes, their intro yeah. music plays just over the top of it. And again, not not insinuating anything, but just playing it. It's like, there it is. And there was also an interview hyping up heels that he appeared on where they were like what are you doing this Friday and he was like I'm going to be in Chicago promoting heels uh, I think I'm yeah. doing a panel or something down at this mm. place um, and then they were like oh well the AW first dance is on uh, what it, it was like it's like is it, is it? I oh know. I, I don't keep up with wrestling and it was like okay punk sure mm-hmm. right you know um, it was it was also uh, away from the punk thing this is a very busy period because 
There was rumours of other people joining. So at this point, we've got Brian Danielson. He's yep. rumoured to be coming in. Adam Cole's contract has expired by this point, and the rumours are that he's heading to AEW, um, primarily because Triple Vince McMahon's pitch to Adam Cole was, we'll put you on the main roster, but you need to shave your hair, you need to change your name, and you're going to manage Keith Lee. That was it. That was, and I think that had been pitched just before SummerSlam. Yeah, because it was because it, he'd. I think Adam Cole's contract had expired before Takeover, and he does a short-term extension he to see him through, just to get to the end of the Kyle O'Reilly feud, and, and and it was during that short-term extension he was sort of courted by Vince with his big offer, as you say, of uh, apparently, and, and I think Cole since. He's confirmed it, right? He's basically confirmed. Like, it's, so he says that it never got to him, but he said if it had of, it would have. He would have made the best of it, but it has since been confirmed that that was the pitch, basically. Mm. And uh, and and Vince was seemingly stunned as to why he didn't want to take it. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I think he'd have been great with it, but then like if Vince got, if, you know, Vince did something with did did that with LA Knight. He brought yeah. LA Knight as a manager of a mid card tag team, and was just like, this this is fine for you. Don't even, why is this a problem? I and mean, then so that, that was good to fire him. <laughs> And was yeah. going to let him go, yeah. yeah. He was going to boot him off. And, and now two years on, he's the hottest baby face in the company. I wonder whether something like that is a modern day example. Because obviously the one thing we've talked about recently, and the time recording, it's still quite fresh, is that Ari Emanuel, who in the run up to the purchase said, look, whatever Vince says about wrestling, I'm going to trust. You know, if Vince says that, then that's what we're going to do. I believe his vision. I believe, you know, he's, he's mm-hmm. created this dynasty. I believe his vision. And then he went, yep, so Vince isn't controlling creative anymore. Yeah. Like Ari Emanuel has basically just booted Vince off creative and said, Triple H, you can do it. I don't know whether modern stories like that, because it goes without saying that Vince Man has created legendary wrestling yeah. talent. And that's, you know, that's an understatement. But, you know, the industry's built on some of the ideas yeah. that Vince Man had. But they've, they've been more... There's so many examples of this type so of many. thing. But they're, but they're, and it's so scattered and there's so many misses and hits and all along the way and, and LA Knight I think potentially was a, would have been a massive miss if if had the purchase not happened had Vince not stepped away and had Triple H not taken the book and and let and ran with it and maybe this is a modern example of him going maybe Vince isn't as on the button as he used to be yeah, yeah. you know as the fact that you nearly fired this guy a year ago and now like he's our m- big merch pusher maybe yeah. so maybe and the Adam Cole thing's a great example of of that as well. But I mean, this is this is a really hot period for cultaholic.com at this point. And just, oh, yeah. Just cultaholic in general. This is like, okay, Everything everyone's paying attention to wrestling. All Everything's up. up. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> but Tony Khan, back to the worst kept secret in wrestling. This is what he says the week before First Dance. He said on Busted Open Radio, it's going to be a huge card and tonight's AEW Dynamite will establish more of what's coming on the premiere of Rampage. Of course, I think everyone knows what to expect on the second episode of Rampage, which is titled The First Dance, and I expect the anticipation will continue to build. The fact that he's going... I think everyone knows what to expect. Yeah, the first dance is going to be a wedding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See him punk with his big baguette. Yeah. <laughs> kept all the meat in a freezer. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> next, next to the WWE title. <laughs> Check under your seats. <laughs> <laughs> You've all got leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> oh. CM Punk ice cream bars. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. CM Hot Punk dogs. meat pies. <laughs> He's going, hey, I'll reach under mine. Who has tuna at Christmas dinner? They went, we didn't leave that there. <laughs> 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 I mean, the question we've Horrible got United <laughs> is Princes of Brand in America, or Tony Khan specifically called a British brand princes. <laughs> I like that he called Prin- <laughs> and, and part of the Ginsters van outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Went straight to Ginsters and princes. Good lad. And so 
But what we have, it, it keeps rumbling along the worst kept secret. Tony Khan promises, he likes these promises of a new, he promises a new era of professional wrestling would begin at the first dance. Of course, he's just promised a, a new, new era. Uh, Wrestle Dream uh, earlier this month, uh, earlier last month, did I say, yeah. October 1st, at the first dance until finally it arrived. Here we are. Mm, so, there we are, 1am. We're all awake because we sad, all know what's yeah. happening. And Justin Henry's at readyforcolor.com, which prepared. Yeah, but here we go. And then it's, okay, is he going to open the show? The show just opens a CM Punk chance. Because we'd fantasy booked how this was going to go yeah. in for, the, for the week leading up to it. Like, do you bring him out first? Do you, bring, do you wait till the... To the I, end? I'd have waited till the very bastard end. I, in oh. my, in my, I booked it and I went, you have his music hit, but you have MJF come out. Mm. Oh, that would ruin it. And go, <laughs> were you expecting someone else? Oh, God, because then that, you'd have all this music and graphics ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they, they had it start. Yeah, yeah. I think because the whole show would have been dominated by CM Punk Dance, yeah. so get it done early. But it, like, then you have the TV crackles, then cult of personality fills, and everyone's like, <laughs> and everyone just loses their mind. Cries. People then raise money for him, but he's just like, "Please leave me alone." <laughs> but it was amazing. Like, it, it was like one of, the, one of the. It's been fucking ruined now, obviously, because what happened two years later, a little bit. But to what a moment it is! I don't think the. I don't think it changes what a galvanizing moment it was. Hmm. I think it's even though everything happened, happened. I still think it's a, it's a, it's an incredible return it's it's up there with like triple h's madison square garden return in january mm. his run in o2 is fucking dreadful yeah you know history has not been kind to yeah. triple h coming back three times the size of a normal man and resting like he's neck deep in treacle but that first appearance at msg in january o2 was just out of this world and uh and, and i think despite what happens it's still, it's still a great return. It's, yeah. it's just great. Punk is genuinely emotional. 
as he walks out there you can see there's some great photography by the team at AEW and you can see tears in his eyes he jumps into the crowd he jumps into the crowd doesn't break his leg thank god released a really cool behind the scenes video which showed how they filmed that return and it was like in the production room and they're like cut the camera three cut the camera two right get the wide shot and it was like really interesting to see all these people I imagine a lot of them are wrestling fans as well working and getting this filmed and it was filmed perfectly like that mm. some of the best mom- one of the best moments in AEW was that moment where he sat kneeling on the top of the ramp and the camera pans around to catch him also looking out over the crowd and then the whole crowd just cheering and, and amazing goosebumps and you know what moment. top marks as well because the commentary team absolutely played a blinder because you know what they did they did fuck all yeah they were silent yeah. i am always I, I preach this all the time whenever anybody wants my boring advice on being a commentator the power of silence is incredible no one i not many commentators i know use it they feel like they have to fill the noise all the time and you don't you absolutely don't i think they should have as he walked out it's it's punk. <laughs> is it's that punk. is that the butcher? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this? <laughs> they should have given him a different name. He's back yeah. on SmackDown. <laughs> Shut up, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Here he comes, the WWE champion. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell, Jim. Uh. Here comes Phil Cooks, and he's got his meat with him. <laughs> <laughs> ah, he goes out with him again. He's a chef gimmick. <laughs> Sauce on him. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. That fucking horror movie. Where'd you get the idea? <laughs> That's great. Where'd you get the idea from, Phil? Well, Tony Khan used to come round with these baguettes, and, just... <laughs> <laughs> and literally, literally well, I was drowning in hot dog meat, <laughs> drowning in brine. AJ Lee's dead. <laughs> she drowned in the brine. Drowned in brine. Poor Larry's there, just swimming on top. <laughs> He'd be loving it. He'd be loving it. <laughs> Tony, stop pumping Prince's sausage meat brine into my house. I'll come work for your stupid fucking company. You stop pumping brine into my house. <laughs> That's why it comes out with a tap that just yeah. fries. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely glass of water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Puts the shower and just gets covered in pickle juice. <laughs> uh, people are going to be sick of our shit, aren't Anyway, anyway Puck comes so out. Puck comes out. Drinking brine. Oh. Follow me. <laughs> Here he comes. He walks to the ring. Tony Schiavone waiting. Is Tony Schiavone in the ring? No. So they, I'm wrong, yeah. He gets up in the corner. That's it. And Excalibur goes, you waited seven years to hear from CM Punk. You can wait 90 seconds more. And then they go with ad break, yeah. Good shout by Excalibur. Great moment there. You get back. Camera comes back after the ad breaks, and he's in the ring. Silent, just CM Punk chants ringing. And then he stood up, and then he sits down. Going back to pipe bomb. He then basically he talks about get it dresses the dresses his exit. He talks about how happy he used to be there, and he says about the exit saying I wasn't going to get healthy by staying in the same place that made him sick in the first place. He also does what has now become a famous line. August thirteenth, two thousand five. I left professional wrestling.
Fuck you, WWE. You're not wrestling. Yeah. He went to do sports entertainment. From there, he talks about how he wants to work with all these all these hot young talents. Then because he can't think of all sexy young talents, sexy young talents, <laughs> and he can't think of a more perfect opponent than Darby Allen, which sets up his match at AEW All Out. Darby Allen, of course, is Sting's child. So they're <laughs> so they're at the rafters, looking down, and Darby Allen, CM Punk, he then tells everyone to sign off, go and get an ice cream bar. They're on me. Everybody gets ice cream Everyone does. Everyone gets ice cream bars. People love chocolate ices. Are any of them still on eBay? Like the CM Punk ice cream bars? Probably. Probably, yeah. Do you want me to have a quick look? Have a quick look. Have a quick look. The one one thing that he does in this opening promo, I think, obviously he addresses WWE and he does it in in a very CM Punk way, but he also gives a lot of props to talent. I think one of the first things he does say, he mentions Dr. Britt Baker. Yes, he like puts over everybody. He puts over Britt Baker, and the first thing he says is him making comment about like, "Oh, this must be our Britt Baker." You make feel like Britt Baker. Or... How much do you think it's going for? Did you see? Hmm. You saw how much do you think an ice cream bar, a CM Punk ice cream bar wrapper, or the wrapper, uh, three thousand dollars? No, it's uh, thirty-six dollars. Oh, that's all right. That's fine. <laughs> you get one for free quid above though. Look, three yeah, by you... three by twenty-seven. So the wrappers are still on. Obviously, the ice cream very long postage. Ah, oh, fuck me. Long melted. Yeah, the, I mean, they could have kept it in the free. I mean, they would arrive. How many rappers do they have? He they bought the loads. Bin? He's gone through loads in Miami. He went through the bin. More than 10. I thought was all the like knockoffs. Rich custard style ice cream. Oh, custard style ice cream. They got. Infused What's with custard Madagascar style? vanilla bean dipped um, in a signature chocolate shell. I imagine it just tastes like just custard. Just like chocolate ice. No, because it's got vanilla. Oh, custard and vanilla. See, this is why mm. people are here. The breakdown of the style. CM Punk ice creams what they gave out at custard, the United oh, Center. Custard style is just like... Um, it's a custard flavour, surely. It includes egg yolks. No. Just have a bit of the ice cream. Oh, it's, oh so it's made as if it's custard, but it's ice cream. Yes. Correct. So it's got a, the consistency of it's custard. ice cream with frozen custard. It's frozen custard. That's all right. Uh, I love a frozon custard ice cream. I don't like custard. Do you I know? Like oh, I, I like a bit of custard in winter. Yeah, kids love a bit of custard. Kids love custard. Kids love custard. <laughs> 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 they just do. Bit of bit of school cake. Bit of school. But do you know who Punk loves? Punk All loves talent. everybody. What a segue! Mm. That read it, Fraser. Nicely, he says, nicely yes, done. I'm excited. This is on the post Rampage Media Scrum. Yes, I'm excited 100. I get excited about the prospect of me working with Brian Pillman Jr. Now in WWE, <laughs> Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks. Jungle Boy, Darby <laughs> Allen, John Moxley. He's now excited about John yeah. Moxley. Yeah, he is. Yeah, like, what a difference a year can make. Yeah. Uh, he says, I've never worked with a John Moxley before. Literally just everybody. I've never done anything with the Young Bucks. I've never been in the ring with Kenny Omega. I think there are so many dream matches, uh, I think is what people call them, but just dream situations, you know? And who knows who else is coming? I don't know. Mm. You, Tony, probably know. You're the boss and all that. But there's different combinations that I think people can get excited about. And it just feels live and I'm jazzed to be here. I went on to say, I'm excited to be here. And I said it in the promo. I'm here for the fans. I'm here for me. 
I'm not a liar. I'm not going to lie. But if you tell me that this isn't going to be fun again and I can go out there and have the time of my life, that's the juice for me. I think it's limitless possibilities. I really do believe that. It feels like an environment where anything can happen. It's live TV. Let's have fun. And what fun it was. In and off tinged with bittersweetness yeah it. really yeah. like 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 an old irony. custard style ice cream it tastes a little <laughs> bit bitter to a bit bitty. sample it once again not bitty but bitter <laughs> literally the next line is so pong later says it's the best moment of his career his debut and he compared it to the washing away of sorrow oh wow it's so sad <laughs> yeah. it really is tony khan's little face Sat next to Punk in that presser, calling him Mr. Punk. He's just having the Mr. Punk. Mr. Punk. If ever there was Mr. Punk here, uh... if ever there was a statement of where, I mean, calling him Mr. Punk. I don't know whether I guess Vince would have called him Mr. Punk. Yeah, Mr. 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 Chick Magnet. Mr. Chick Magnet. Mr. Magnet. Mr. Magnet. Mr. Magnet. That's it. I guess that is just that phrase. Tony can calling him Mr. Punk sums up where he went wrong. I thought that. I thought that there was a subservience. It's almost like... The, that's the whole of, issue, isn't it? Yeah. Where, where And obviously, because Tony Khan is, is, a, is a massive wrestling fan. He's a, mess, he's a massive fan of the message board era. So, like, he would have been... He'd have been on message boards talking to fans yeah. when Punk left in 2014, and 2013. He, and he, like, he literally sends, like, show reports to Dave Meltzer. Like, he's banging. Like, he's, like he is banging to the forum scene. He's, like, mm. one of these, like... He'd, he'd basically be... If he wasn't a promoter now, he'd be right up there, he'd wouldn't he? for us. Mm. Yeah, he'd be writing for us. Yeah. You'd be his boss. I'd be his boss. Mr. Gibbons. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's it's it's. it's um, or yeah, he, it's, he would have bought wrestling ink. Who knows? Wrestling promotion. You know, wrestling promotions and wrestling promoters born of foreign forums. It's, yeah. It's Tony Khan and Adam Bowler. There's nobody else really. We, in the that, that's why we're getting Mystico this week. Yeah, because well, uh, yeah, past tense. We had Mystico. We've, we've had Mystico. Incredible mm. performance. Loved Mystico, but Punk. What what a moon salt. Uh, wow. <laughs> I like that move where they did a flip. Yeah, <laughs> so much lucha things. Um, Punk said on the Angie Taylor show, he said, yeah, hands down, because there's a triumph in that moment. You know, there's a washing away of sorrow in that moment, as Aiden said there. It's very much like, hey, I won. You know what I mean? Like, I did things on my terms and I didn't compromise myself one bit. I came back with my integrity intact. Now let's get back to business, and that business is having fun. So this fun, this begins the honeymoon period of CM Punk and all the wrestling. Everyone's lovely. It's, it's when you love your wife, isn't it? He loves Tony Khan. Well, hopefully you, he loves yeah, AEW. I would hope that you would love your wife, love your wife beyond the honeymoon period. But, he, but, but when you get to the end, you fall out of love, don't you? Well, at the end of the honeymoon? No, no, no. Like, eventually. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, no. Right, we're done now. We're back, we're back from Bree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about you anymore. Nice but, trip to Scunthorpe. Could but, you pass me the remote? We'll oh, get the screen back. Oh. But at this point, he is awash with love for uh, all of the wrestling. He is awash with love. A lot awash with love. So what we get then is it, it, it keeps building. We know it's coming. We hit all out. I mean, what a show that is, as we'll discuss. But this show is essentially built around going, hey, hey stuff's going to come. And also, CM Punk's first match in seven years. Yeah. And right. he defeats Darby Allen. CM Punk, because there was a bit of nervousness coming. This was like, is Punk still CM Punk? Mm, He's already proven he, he can cut a promo, but can he still go? And CM Punk can still go. Darby Allen bumps like fuck for him. Yeah. But Punk's amazing. And what we get is the bigger show 
um, AEW's ever done. There's 215,000 pay-per-view buys. Um, and the show is topped off by Brian Danielson and Adam Cole's AEW okay. debuts. Ruby Soho also debuts. Minoru Suzuki also comes out and beats the shit out of John Moxley. Yeah. And we're all just sort of going, this show's fucking so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a Christian Cage in the main event. Yeah, but that like that was the thing as well. Like I remember at the time, Christian was sort of thinking, "Oh God, this is going to make a main event guy." And that that feud was banging when it actually yeah. got going. That was, was the first man to beat Kenny Omega. Yeah, for yeah. the Impact title. title. Yeah, and then in the rematch, he loses, but another banger. Yeah, it and was um, it was something else. I remember after watching that, being genuinely in awe of the fact that we had the the return of CM Punk. But it was such an afterthought compared to yeah. everything else that had happened that night. Yeah. It was just a big, big show. Like, it felt massive. Do you think, in hindsight, mm-hmm. CM Punk should have been the main focus coming out of it? Or do you think it was right to debut a bunch of other people mm, as well? I think it was right, yeah, because Punk had already had his moment at the first dance. Yeah. So if you want to have, and I think Punk seemed okay with it, like definitely seemed okay with it in the sense of like, well, we know there's more people coming. Mm. And even alluded to it on an episode of Dynamite in a promo or a Rampage in a promo where they were doing Yes Chance. And he was like, you might have to wait a few weeks longer for that one. Yeah. At that, at this point in time, CM Punk seemed like a big, big AEW team player. Yeah. And him going, not being the main event and not being the big talking point, having Danielson, who we know he's friends with, like he is friends with Danielson, and Adam Cole debuting in the main event. Like, there was numerous talking points. It made AW feel... They felt hot. Yeah. Because they've not felt that... They've never felt since. as hot since. Apart, like, literally, like, they felt that hot period sort of lasts until... Double nothing 2022, as we'll get to events following that show, sort of hamper AW throughout the year and sort of con- continue to sort of hold down the company a little bit until now, where even still they're not as hot as what they were then. Mm-hmm. Would you not say that All In was a hot point, or was it just a. It's a hot a point blip? in the UK because they're sort of. They're, they're still struggling in the US to sell tickets. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a great celebration of AW and an amazing debut in the UK. Mm-hmm. And an amazing night it was, but it felt like a sort of stutter, 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 sort of what an event, and then stutter, 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 stutter. Yeah, yeah the week to week programming hasn't felt must watch like it was in 2021. Yeah. And the start of 2022. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say everything up until where we will finish discussing today felt like here we go right shit this is this is a big big company and it is still a big company and it is it's massive and it will continue to be massive but, but it's not felt fresh like at this point because of WWE's issues of Vince McMahon's booking at this point as well and sort of rating struggles at AW were like 1B and WWE's 1A and now it's very firmly WWE's 1 mm-hmm. and AW is the number 2 yeah I get that I get that uh, but CM Punk, uh, massive, you know, his, his arrival in AEW, without a doubt, a massive success. It helps bring in uh, some strong pay-per-view buys uh, for AEW, uh, for, for All Out. Um, we get over 100,000 100, t-shirt sales. That's and the one in it, the merch sales. And AEW Plus subscriptions double. Gosh. 
So it's like, okay, he's like shock and awe, CM Punk makes money. Shock and awe, CM Punk is a draw. Yeah, yeah. Oh, lovely. Thank you very much. Thank you. And sort of from there, like, he's not really the focus point of the show. Kenny Omega's world champ, Hangman's coming back. He's going to go on to win the world championship. Punk, because of CM Punk, you said he looks at it and goes, I can, I'm not, I'm not a mid card guy, but you can put me in the mid card as sort of like an attraction. Mm -hmm. And Punk from there, I mean, he he picks up wins like hotcakes. He beats, (laughs) he beats Powerhouse Hobbs, Daniel Garcia. Yes, Bobby Fish. And, uh, beats Bobby Fish in matches. I don't know, well-regarded matches. The Fish match is a bit weird because, I mean, it's a fine match, but the, the odd finish is Bobby Fish kicks out at 3.1 from the GTS, and everyone went, what the fuck's going on there? And CM so, yeah, Punk's like, what the fuck are you doing? And everyone backstage is just like, what? And Bobby Fish later claims that he got an Iggy, as he calls, where he got a little tap before the free count, and he says, that usually means to kick out, and then we'll go to a different finish, while in fact, Punk just meant it as a good match, brother brother oh. Bobby Fish was like oh oh get me shoulder and everyone went what, what, what are you doing Bobby oh right <laughs> yeah um, and literally Bobby Fish later says see him pugs a cunt <laughs> where's the lie Straight, yeah. where's <laughs> the <laughs> lie where's the lie there's nothing <laughs> <laughs> but, but he has these widely regarded matches and then we get his first big feud Eddie fucking Kingston yeah I mean widely acclaimed feud built on real life issues um, and this essentially stems from that punk while they were coming up in the indies he calls Eddie fat, lazy and unsafe in IWA Mid-South show, they then have a great promo battle on an episode of Rampage where they're just staring and getting ready and they fucking hate each other, it's amazing and I watched it yesterday but it was wonderful <laughs> but he just tells people, he goes the truth and that truth is that punk is a low life scumbag, two-faced narcissistic bitch <laughs> and he recalled their past issues and then he later adds something that would refer to one year on by many as sort of things being not quite as lovely as they seem. But he Mm. says, nobody wants you here. They never wanted you here. This entire locker room is afraid to say it, but not me. Wow. How much much Eddie was actually legitimate in that at that point? So that that was the thing. It was like, okay, our things start, because our things start to turn a little bit, like the Hollywood period's still on, Mm. but maybe they're starting to, they're starting to be little, little, little rumblings. Well, (laughs) an interesting one, in terms of how they use him, because he's on every week wrestling like your likes of your Daniel Garcia's, your Bobby Fish and such. Is there an argument to be made that he should have been a special attraction rather than somebody who wrestles every week? I think at this point they do still use him as a special attraction, but weekly. Really? It's, uh, oh, a special attraction match against Bobby Fish? About, well, no, but I think because it was still like it's, it's only his third match in how yeah. many years mm. still. The attraction was CM Punk, not the actual matches. Right, with you. I'm kind of glad because him coming back and working regularly, like being a full-time guy and working most weeks and having matches most weeks, I think there would have been a lot more hate early on mm. in AW for Punk to come in, making a serious amount of money, got a lot of meat on the table, and then not working. Yeah. Just being like, I'm only going to do the pay-per-views. At that point, you didn't have that person in AEW, you, you still really don't have a part-timers. You don't have part-timers that come in. Sting, maybe, but Sting mm. is a 60-odd-year-old man. And even Edgeworks is full-time. It's full-time. So if he'd come in and gone, I'm not going to work full-time against a lot of these talents that just being in the ring with elevates them. I mean, Bobby Fish isn't a young talent, but like mm. the rest of them, oh, young talent in the ring with, with Punk, that elevates to them and is an attraction in itself. It made me 
sit down and watch, you know, Rampage obviously was brand new at that point, but Punk being exclusive to Rampage for a little while, having his matches exclusively on Rampage, made me tune in every Saturday morning. Like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm going to watch Rampage. I want to see CM Punk. I don't know whether the ratings, I mean, there was a boost, but I don't think it was what they expected it to be. It kind of, it didn't drop back. I mean, there was only only one episode to base it on, really, and then then the second episode was phenomenal, uh, which they've never reached since. But it's... uh, and which is the part of my thinking about him, like putting him in a match every week, is you have diminishing returns. Yeah. With someone like a CM Punk, if you know he's going to wrestle on Rampage every week, you'll go, oh, I'll watch him next week. That's you true. Know? Yeah, Whereas if that. you kind of make a point to go, you can use him on Rampage, you can have him come out and talk on Rampage, but maybe have it so maybe he sets up a match for in two weeks' time and you have some fun between now and then. Maybe. That's just, that would have been how I would have used it. I would have. Still giving him those marquee matches with younger talent, mm-hmm. maybe put a little bit more behind them other than yeah. Punk versus a random wrestler. A few of them were really random. I feel like Matt Seidel was just because they were friends. They're mates. Yeah. yeah. Bobby Fish, because it was like, oh, well, we've got no one no one to face Punk this week. Yeah. He'll do. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. It was just, I think the novelty of Punk was... There was still the, a novelty. It was the draw. It was, yeah. it was like, we need... And as well... He needed. To, he was. He was great on his return match, mm. but was that how much was Darby Allen a factor in that? He needed to prove himself. Being like, okay, seven years off, I need to show I can still. I can still wrestle. And each match felt fresh and different. It was against different. Hobbs wrestles completely different to Matt Seidel, and Punk was hanging in there with them. Yeah, and showing he can still go. And I think he needed that at the start. And CM Punk at full gear beats Eddie Kingston. Oh yeah, great match. Beats him, and then from there we go into. The high point of CM Punk's time in AEW from an on-screen perspective, mm-hmm. it goes in that feud with MJF. And this bumbles along for four months, has absolutely amazing promos. They have a great match in Chicago, where um, I think 47 minutes, where MJF beats Punk. And then it comes to the dog collar match. Um, CM Punk pays homage to his Ring of Honor career, comes out with his old Ring of Honor career, I think, through his dog collar match with Raven. Yeah. Um, and... They have an absolute banger. Wardlow finally turns on MGF. CM Punk wins. They're tied at one win apiece. And from this point, CM Punk goes off into the main event scene. But where we leave it is the cracks continue to appear of CM Punk sort of power in AEW. William Regal debuts at Ring of Air at Revolution 2022, where he forms Blackpool Combat Club with Brian Danielson and John Moxley. Walks out, slaps them both, and goes, hey! Get your heads together. That was brilliant. We're lovely lads. Yep. That was so good. Regal's, Regal's debut was fantastic. And everyone just went, oh, it's Regal. Yeah, and, and the Regal that we've not really seen in a long time just yeah. slaps the piss out of Moxley, then slaps the piss out of Daniel Bryan. Brian Danielson, rather. But backstage, Regal. Um, CM Punk refuses to shake William Regal's hand. He then gets in Regal's face, tells him that he doesn't like or trust him and that William Regal is a stooge for Triple H. Regal didn't consider the interaction to be a big deal. He didn't even tell people about it until months later. But the signs of Punk being difficult and you throwing around his power are starting to be Imagine not liking William Regal. Mm. He seems like a great lad. It's weird to not like William Regal. Yeah. To touch on that MJF feud, though, like I don't want to sort of brush over. 
Um, what a phenomenal set of promo battles yeah. that we had there. The, it was. It's the first one as well. That's like This felt like the the, re, the meatiest thing that he did. Obviously, the Kingston thing was a great promo battle and then a great war. But it was only like a three week feud, really, in the yeah. grand scheme of things. This had a this lot of build, and and MJF is so good at taking those little minutia things. From, from his own wrestling past and just bringing them to the fore in such an explosive way. So we'd have got their photo together, which was used for the whole yeah. crux of the feud. The sheer amount of blood that they used in it as well was 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 on, was alarming at points. There was one point, I think, where'd, um, where it looked like the MJF and Punk were going to you know, sort things out and it ends up with MJF attacking Punk and leaving him in such a bloody mess that you can see, like, he cuts him in the head and leaves him hanging from the ropes. Yeah. And you almost, like, like there's so much blood coming out that, like, Punk can't see. Because he wears a white T-shirt as well. It's, like, perfect. Oh, it's great, yeah. It's not the greatest AEW match of all time, but it's my favourite, I think. Emotionally charged. Emotionally, like, yeah. As a, I, I sort of been like, I'm a massive CM Punk fan, I've always have been. And then also been like, shit this mjf is really good and I, I don't want to see him lose but also he's he needs to be fucking put in his place like mm. it was it was a great great storyline that i don't think i think it is the high point from a match perspective for punk's uh, run match wise promo wise that's cm punk's aw legacy if you take away all the shit that we'll get to yeah <laughs> yeah and there is a lot of it uh the regal uh the lack of handshake for regal as Aiden says, uh, is the beginning of cracks starting to form so early on yeah. in the relationship with CM Punk. And, and, and the, the crack will become a, a, a gaping hole within about two months. Yeah. Uh, but hey, that's for next time on Cultaholic Wrestling Punk Vember. <laughs> This has been part one. Uh, my thanks to Fraser Porter for joining us Thank today. Uh, my thanks to Coltholic.com's tribal editor-in-chief, Aidan Gibbons, Thank for writing you. essentially his new dissertation on CM Punk. Can you get a doctorate in punk? If only. A, a, a PPT. Yeah. <laughs> don't know what. Masters. I've already got a master's. I've already master Gibbons. There you yeah. go. Master yeah. Aidan Gibbons. I'm Tom Campbell, HND with honours. <laughs> I don't BA with honor. You're BA with honor. BA with honor. BA ons will take that one. You're a a sheep with honor. (laughs) We'll be back this time next week for a brand new episode of Punk Vember. We'll see you then. Stay safe. Love you. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.